You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn to spot a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. I'm Paul George. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. News. I'm Carmen Roberts. A Ukrainian helicopter crashes this morning near Kiev, killing 18 people, including the man in charge of the country's police and emergency services. The state emergency service helicopter came down near a nursery school in Brovary, just outside the capital, Kiev. Among those who died, Interior Minister Denis Morastursky and his second-in-command, Yevgeny Yenin. At least three of the dead are children. 29 other people, including 15 kids, were hurt. Fox says Jonathan Savage. The husband of a missing Massachusetts woman, Anna Walsh, is due in court today. Brian Walsh was the focus of this investigation almost from the very start. Now he is being charged with murder is going to be arraigned here and we understand there is a second charge and that is improper transport of a body bob ward with fox affiliate boston 25 america's listening to fox news is the Fox News Rundown. Now a look at sports. Multiple reports on Tuesday that the Titans have found their new general manager. Tennessee hiring Rand Carthon, who had been the 49ers director of player personnel. San Francisco will receive third round draft picks in each of the next two years as part of the Rooney Rule incentives for teams to develop minority head coach and GM candidates. In the NBA Tuesday, the Bucks down the Raptors 130 to 122, while the Nets lost in San Antonio 106 to 98. With those results, Milwaukee now has sole possession of second place in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks four games behind the first place Celtics, while the Nets are now five games back. That's sports on the Fox News Rundown. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. an update from Outkick 360. Tom Brady's 23rd season is in the books, but is his career? It doesn't feel like it. But it does feel like last offseason. There's plenty of uncertainty on what Brady does next. Sure, he could retire. But if he wanted to step away from the game, he had plenty of reasons to do that last offseason. And he did for all of 40 days. The guy still loves the game. We love watching him play. So bring on season 24. The question is, where? The Bucks would want him back. But the organization isn't set up to win at the level they did two years ago. The Dolphins make sense. Steven Ross has already courted Brady and Sean Payton previously. And the offensive weapons would excite the future Hall of Famer. Same for Vegas and San Francisco. And the Titans are in the mix because of head coach Mike Vrabel. And the Jets are a legitimate quarterback away from a Super Bowl run. Can you imagine TB12 and Gain Green? No matter the team, here's to another year of the GOAT. From Outkick 360, I'm Jonathan Hutton for the Fox News Rundown. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The UL Career Fair is Tuesday, February 14th from noon till 4 at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. Employers have an excellent opportunity to meet with recent UL grads and soon-to-be grads. 
students have a chance to meet prospective employers. Call 337-482-1444 for more information. The 13th annual King Cake 5K and 10K to benefit Faith House is February 25th, 2023 at Sugar Mill Pond. Packet pickup begins at 7.30 a.m. and the race starts at 8.30 a.m. 5K registration is $30, 10K registration is $45, and the Fun Run registration is $20. For more information, you can visit faithhouseacadiana.com. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Brian Kilmeade. What's on your mind? Top of my mind today, the mayor of New York, because he made himself a national figure by doing something I was calling for seven months ago, going down to the border to see how bad it is for yourself. Why? Because the mayor of El Paso was sending busloads of illegal immigrants to New York City. They signed a paper. They did it because they hear the streets are paved with gold. And when they came here, there's no place for them. We built a tent city. We take down a tent city. We put them in hotels. They wrecked the hotels. There's about 30,000 illegals here right now, maybe 40, and 5,500 at least from El Paso. So the mayor went down to see for himself what's going on in Texas. And what he found out, it is terrible. And not to blame the mayor, not to blame the Republican governor, not to credit or discredit him, blame the federal government. But Mr. Mayor, go the next word and step. Don't blame FEMA. Blame the president. And you could do it in a polite, respectful way. Disappointed in the president not understanding the urgency of what's happening here. You are now in a mayor's conference, at which time you're going to get together on a strategy. Mr. Mayor, you're all just mayors. You'll have the same frustration as the governors. It is all about the president. You're in Washington, D.C. Go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Tell the president off the record you need to speak and fix the problem. I don't care about the Republicans. I don't care about the Democrats. I care about four million illegals here. Who knows what they're up to? And is it fair for people that wait in line? Mr. Mayor, in this city, you can make a difference in this country and make yourself a national figure. Do it. And by the way, get rid of the sanctuary status. Shut off the magnet. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and that's my view for the Fox News Rundown. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you miss the December 7th deadline for open enrollment, it's not too late. Here's something that can really help. It's MediShare 65+. plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It's people who encourage and pray for each other, too. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment, and if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 844-SHARE-65. That's 844-SHARE-65. 844-SHARE-65. 
KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The UL Career Fair is Tuesday, February 14th from noon till 4 at the Cajun Home Convention Center. Employers have an excellent opportunity to meet with recent UL grads and soon-to-be grads. Students have a chance to meet prospective employers. Call 337-482-1444 for more information. The 13th Annual King Cake 5K and 10K to Benefit Faith House is February 25th, 2023 at Sugar Mill Pond. Packet pickup begins at 7.30 a.m. and the race starts at 8.30 a.m. 5K registration is $30, 10K registration is $45, and the Fun Run registration is $20. For more information, you can visit visit faithhouseacadiana.com. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's a black morning in Ukraine. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what President Volodymyr Zelensky says after a helicopter crash near a kindergarten outside the capital, Kiev. Fox's Jonathan Savage says at least 15 people were killed. Among those who died, Interior Minister Denis Morastursky and his second-in-command, Yevgeny Yenin. At least three of the dead are children. 29 other people, including 15 kids, were hurt. It's not immediately clear what caused the helicopter to come down. Officials haven't made any suggestion of a Russian attack in the area at the time. The interior minister is the most senior Ukrainian official to die since the Russian invasion. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen met with her Chinese counterpart today in Switzerland on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum. The U.S. says it was a candid, substantive, constructive discussion agreeing to cooperate more on climate issues. Treasury officials say they'll work to prevent the U.S. from defaulting on our debt till perhaps June, even as we hit the debt limit tomorrow, setting up a political battle over raising it. We're six months away. Why wouldn't we sit down now and change this behavior? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy demands spending cuts go along with any increase. Democratic Senate Leader Chuck Schumer thinks Republicans may go too far. If they do their 10-year budget plan, they'll have to cut Social Security and Medicare. Who's going to want that? A Massachusetts man, Brian Walsh, due in court today to face charges of murdering his missing wife, Anna. Walsh has been in police custody for for over a week now, charged with misleading investigators about his whereabouts as they pertain to Anna's disappearance. A state official confirms to Fox News there were internet searches on Brian Walsh's phone or computer, including on how to dispose of a woman's body. There was blood and a broken knife found in the family basement and a hatchet, hacksaw, and blood reportedly found in a trash facility. Fox's Brian Yannis in Quincy, Massachusetts. In California, $10,000 reward in the search for suspects in the mass murder of a family that may be gang related. Six people found dead at a home near Visalia, including a baby. America's listening to Fox News. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. 
Bonus days are back for pros at Lowe's. You earn points and save when you buy the top pro brands you trust, like DeWalt. Right now, you can save $100 on the powerful DeWalt 8 and a quarter inch carbide tipped portable table saw. Was $399, now just $299. Join today and shop bonus days. Only at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Bow through 120. Subject to change while supplies last. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. Two Republicans kicked off committees by the Democrat-controlled House in 2021 are back on them in the new Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, both being put on House oversight. Taylor Greene's also on the Homeland Security Committee now after being removed two years ago from committees over comments related to violence on social media. Gosar will be added also to the House Natural Resources Committee. Democrats censured him for posting video cartoons depicting violence against Democrats. Also being put on committees, GOP Congressman George Santos, who's under scrutiny for lying about his past before the election, his heritage, his education, his work history. There have been bipartisan calls in his district for newly elected Republican Congressman George Santos to step down and Democratic Congressman Richie Torres of New York said he must resign because his ability to govern has been crippled by a complete collapse of credibility. Now, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is saying Santos is going to be allowed to serve on two committees small business and science. But McCarthy has said he's always had some questions about Santos's resume, and he said if there is a concern, it should go through the House Ethics Committee. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Opening statements are set for today at a civil trial for Elon Musk in San Francisco. The controversial new Twitter owner under scrutiny over what he did as Tesla's CEO. Tweeting in 2018, he had financing to take the electric car maker private, prompting some Tesla stockholders to sue. While just one investor Investor initially sued after the deal failed to materialize, it became a class action case. While the stock closed up the day of the tweet, it later fell, wiping out any gains and then some. Musk says he believed he had the funding from Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal and Wall Street stock futures up slightly. At tennis's Australian Open, the first Grand Slam tournament of the year, top seed defending champion Rafael Nadal out in the second round. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The UL Career Fair is Tuesday, February 14th from noon till 4 at the Cajun Gnome Convention Center. Employers have an excellent opportunity to meet with recent UL grads and soon-to-be grads. Students have a chance to meet prospective employers. Call 337-482-1444 for more information. The 13th Annual King Cake 5K and 10K to Benefit Faith House is February 25th, 2023 at Sugar Mill Pond. Packet pickup begins at 7.30 a.m. and the race starts at 8.30 a.m. 5K registration is $30, 10K registration is $45, and the Fun Run registration is $20. For more information, you can visit faithhouseacadiana.com. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. The state legislative auditor's office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was released. 
Lafayette police have arrested a 17-year-old juvenile in connection with a threat allegedly made against Lafayette High School yesterday. Students were evacuated for a short time while authorities swept the building. LPD says the suspect is a student at Lafayette High. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Authorities in Franklin say three people have been arrested following a brawl at a high school basketball game on Friday night. No student-athletes were involved in the incident. The three arrested are alleged to be tied to rival gangs that operate in the Franklin area. We move now to state news. Legislative leaders and the governor's office are meeting today to discuss the possibility of holding a special session to entice more property insurers to write policies in Louisiana. Since 2021, up to 20 insurance companies have either left or gone insolvent. But Jonesboro Representative Jack McFarland says not so fast. A few months ago when this proposal was presented at joint budget, there was a 5 to $15 million price tag on it. Now it's jumped up to $45 million. Well, last month, Commissioner of Administration Jay Darden and Senate President Paige Cortez were leaning towards addressing the matter during the regular session in April. But Insurance Commissioner Jay, uh, Jim Donlin says the state can't wait that long. McFarland questions if the proposal will benefit existing insurance companies. Is it going to lower premiums for Central and North Louisiana who didn't have any damage but seen their insurance premiums significantly increase? The North Louisiana Republican questions why they should be called in to address the issue when they haven't for other markets like the trucking industry, when very few companies would even write policies in Louisiana. While we ask business owners to solve their own insurance market issues, but now we find it so important that we have to go into a special session and put $45 million into a homeowner's insurance programs. If called, it's expected the session will be held in early February to avoid conflicts with the height of carnival season. 2022 saw record-breaking high rental prices in Louisiana, but what might this year bring for renters? Kevin Gallagher has more. Rates of rent have been backbreaking for many Louisianans. Jonas Bordeaux is CEO of renters resource website dwellz.com. He says they expect rentals to go down over the coming year as inflation eases. We're due for a break. He says over a million brand new rental properties will be going online over the coming year across Louisiana and the USA. And that should help increase supply, which will help keep prices down. He says the decreases in rent will mostly apply to apartments. Rental home prices should come down over the coming year, but much less, says Bordeaux. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Xavier University is partnering with Auctioner Health and creating a new college of medicine. University President Reynold Verrett says the partnership will help create a strong physician pipeline to address inequities in healthcare. The needs for physicians of color is great. African Americans alone are still only 5% of American physicians in the U.S. Verrett says Xavier, the only historically black and Catholic university in the country, is grounded in the premise of social justice. Xavier is uniquely poised to contribute to really improving and strengthening medical education and the formation of talent to serve this country. This is not the first partnership between the two institutions. In the 1980s, Ochsner offered clinical training spots for Xavier Pharmacy students. 
Barrett says together they can increase the number of black physicians and better serve the health care needs of marginalized populations. Together with this historic agreement, Xavier and Ochsner have heeded the call to advance the health of this state, the nation, and the world. The university's pre-med program has the distinction of sending more black students to medical school than any other college. Xavier's College of Medicine will be the fifth black medical school in the country. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has discovered five additional suspected cases of chronic wasting disease in deer in Tinsall Parish. Five new cases of CWD in Tinsall Parish brings the total to seven found since January of last year. State wildlife biologist Jim LaCour says chronic wasting disease has never been shown to be contagious to humans. Deer found to be positive are not recommended for human consumption and coolers will be placed around the CWD control area to submit the heads and necks of deers for testing. Uh, anyone that wishes to have their deer tested for chronic wasting disease can contact our regional wildlife and fisheries offices. The current control area includes all of Tinsall Parish and parts of Madison and Franklin Parishes. I'm Case Kieschnick. A major piece of Louisiana's coastal restoration plan, the Mid-Barataria Sediment Diversion Project, could have devastating effects on Louisiana's seafood industry. The project would divert sediment-rich water from the Mississippi into coastal marshes to rebuild land. Seafood industry experts say the project will destroy oyster beds and push shrimp further out to sea. Forecasters with the Storm Prediction Center say the northern two-thirds of, of Louisiana are at a slight risk of severe storms today. The rest of the state is at a marginal risk for severe storms. The greatest threat from inclement weather will come late this afternoon into tonight. Your complete weather forecast is coming up from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab in just a few moments. Several Calcasieu Parish offices will be closed today and tomorrow while Intergy makes emergency repairs to the downtown Lake Charles electrical grid. Most of the affected offices will be working remotely or online, so if you have business downtown, might be a good idea to call before you go. The Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off is heading for, New for Lake Charles. The Louisiana Seafood Promotion Board says the 16th annual celebration of seafood will move from Lafayette, its home for the past five years, to the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. This year's cook-off will be held on June 27th. Lake Charles is having a baby shower. The, late, the local chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho and Ward 3 Recreation are holding the annual event on January 28th. Expectant parents are invited to join the festivities at the MLK Center beginning at 1 on that day for games, door prizes, food, and other activities. For the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine, and game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. Now to sports, running back John Emery is coming back for a fifth season at LSU. Many thought the former five-star prospect would turn pro, but Emery did not submit his name for the NFL draft prior to Monday's deadline. LSU beat reporter for Bengal Tiger on three. Shea Dixon says Emory has not had the college career many expected coming out of Destrehan High. When he left high school out of Destrehan, he was the number one running back in the country, a five-star. And I don't think many people envisioned uh, him staying in college this long, but I don't think you could have accounted either for the fact that he had to miss more than a year on an academic suspension. Well, Emory did not play in 2021 and returned this past season to rush for 375 yards and six touchdowns. He also had two touchdown catches. Dixon says with Emory's return, that means LSU's top five rushers from 2022 
plan to play for the Tigers in 2023. Josh Williams returning. He obviously uh, had a number of starts for them this season as their number one back. John Emery's coming back for his fifth season. Uh, we saw what Noah Kane was able to do as a transfer. He came in and uh, had a number of touchdowns for him, really became a nice red zone option. And then you've got a guy like Armani Goodwin who people will forget prior to now it was back-to-back seasons where he had an injury that sidelined him the rest of the way. But to start out this season, he was the starting running back. Dixon says Emory will look to improve his draft stock by coming back for that fifth season. I think this is just a chance for him to say, all right, let me put out two you know, full seasons almost of, of game film, of production. Let me continue to do things that will make him a better player. Ball security uh, was an issue for him many times. Meanwhile, moving to the hardwood, the LSU men's basketball team was blown out by number 4 Alabama over the weekend in a 106-66 loss to the Crimson Tide. The Tigers kept it within four for the first seven minutes of play before Alabama jumped out on a 10-0 run and were up by 37 at the half. Coach Matt McMahon says there were little to no positives for the Tigers Saturday, but what matters now is their response. It comes down to your response will determine your future outcomes, and so I think our players came in hungry and ready to get back to work yesterday. Thought it was a very spirited practice, uh, a little bit longer and more physical uh, and competitive than we would normally have this time of year. Uh, but thought it was much needed, and I, and I really liked our players' response. The Tigers' biggest struggle of the season so far has been creating production offensively. LSU ranks 11th in the SEC in points per game and 10th in shooting percentage. McMahon says the Tigers will need to look to more than just half-court sets if they want to create offense in the SEC. We just aren't getting very many easy baskets. Now, a lot of that has to do with playing against really good defensive teams. Uh, but whether it's a, a steal that leads to a breakaway layup, an offensive rebound putback that you know Derek Fountain was getting earlier in the year. Uh, just We need some plays like that uh, to, to help us. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns basketball team is on a roll, a four-game winning streak right now as they sit at 14-4 and four on the season. And uh, the Cajuns right now, they were getting ready to play tomorrow night. That game will be heard here on News Talk 96.5 KPL as they will take on Arkansas State on the road, and then they will head on over to San Marcos, Texas, to take on Texas State on Saturday. The game tomorrow night is set for 7 o'clock with the pregame show at 6.30, and the game on Saturday, tip-off is set for 4, with the pregame show set for 3.30. Again, both games you can hear right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 79 degrees. Winds from the southwest, that's going to be at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Gusting as high as 30 at times, so a wind advisory going to be in effect across Acadiana through the day today. Front's going to push its way through late tonight. I think it's between about 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock when we'll see that front swing through. Potential for a little bit of severe weather out there as well. So we'll need to keep an eye on the radar as we get later into the evening. Overnight tonight, temperatures going to be dropping into the mid-50s. A little bit of a northerly breeze tomorrow will clear out as well. Highs should stay in the low 70s for Thursday. Clouds are going to be returning on Friday as temperatures continue to fall. And then kind of a cool rainy day coming up on Saturday. Much chillier temperatures on the way for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, there are no crashes, no breakdowns to report at this time. I do want to remind you school zones will be going into effect in about 20 minutes or so in some areas. 
So please be mindful of them. Investing. It is coming up now on 621 on Acadiana's Morning News, Wednesday morning. Hey, good morning, Acadiana. Killer Bees here with you, Bernadette Lee, Brandon Como. Brandon, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bernie. Hey, okay, uh, you just were taking a call. I kind of popped in the studio. Yes. So a gentleman was telling us uh, about a crash, and thank you to that gentleman for doing so. So what is kind of the area we're talking about? So Highway 90, traffic is at a standstill uh, between Darnell Road and Jefferson Terrace. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, this is headed towards Lafayette. So okay. uh, this is uh, uh, kind of westbound as you're coming from, yeah. you know, uh, St. Mary Parish, Iberia, mm-hmm. and you're heading towards Lafayette. Okay. Traffic at a standstill. Uh, uh, Highway 90, Darnell Road, uh, between Darnell Road and Jefferson Terrace. Man, <clears throat> what a what a... That one is, uh, yeah, that's going to be serious. Now, we do also have a fender bender on I-10 between Pondamuta, uh, northeast of Angeline Thruway, between I-10 and Pondamuta. That one is just a fender bender, but still be aware of that. Thanks, Brandon, because I'm sure, uh, especially out there in the dark. God, what a mess. Always, yeah, there's not some a traffic whole, craziness, huh? There's not a lot of lighting when you drive Oof. in that area of US-90. It's, um, yeah. It's kind of a mess. It is a mess. You know? So And they're um, about to start doing some work on those exits in that yeah. area too. So that is not gonna be fun. Ooh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that gentleman uh, oh, yeah, giving the you. info to us. Mm-hmm. Um so okay, we've got a busy day to go. Uh one of the things we'll be doing today, of course, we've got conversation with our wing in it Wednesday folks, and we're gonna talk a lot about okay, the Louisiana Legislative Auditor's Office. They're in town. What are they auditing? Well, it's just government, nothing. right? I mean, exactly. I talked to him yesterday, Bernie. And, and they're like, he hey. was straight. I yeah. said, well, can you tell me what you're here to investigate? Nope. Nope. I was like, all so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you always got to make the call, you right? I mean, to, yeah. yeah. Well, I want um, to definitely just confirm at least that they were here. And so we did that and, you know, said, hey, all right. So what are y'all here for? Like, <laughs> what are y'all? Can you tell me what you're investigating? Nope. Nope. All right. So and you know, I mean, they're they're government bodies, so yeah. they can be investigated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll just wait and see. Uh, but maybe we'll get some thoughts from our Wing in It Wednesday panelists. Uh, as far as our Wing in It Wednesday panelists, I definitely want to pick their brain about the governor's race. Mm-hmm. A lot of names being talked about. Um, we were talking yesterday about some polling that uh, was being done on the Democratic side. So who might get in from that side of the equation? Uh, equation. And it could be some folks from Acadiana um, and some that live here in Lafayette. So we'll get into that discussion. Um, You know, everyone also wonders, Okay, so next year, presidential election, what's going to happen? Who will be uh, the people that will run? And will things like change dramatically? So I want to get their thoughts on that, too. Um, Yesterday, Todd Starnes, he's on our program on Talk 960. Yep. Um, he was interviewing a friend of his who is a fellow journalist and a columnist, and they were discussing Michelle Obama from the standpoint of, is she raising money for a bid for president? So both are in agreement that they really think that this is something that could happen, could materialize. So 
We'll get our, our thoughts from our panelists on that, too. Um, it's always fun to see what uh, what our panelists have to say. And, of course, you can call into the show, 232-1542. That's 232-1542. Our on-the-app chat feature, which is easy. The KPL app chat is easy to do. You just download our app. It's free. And then we can talk back and forth uh, to you. All right. So we've got that winging it Wednesday. We've got Chris Babin from the Better Business Bureau. Okay. He always comes in with a zip code and shares a, a story with us. Also want to talk with him about romance scams. This is something that goes on 24 seven. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, but with today kind of being, you know, a little past mid January, it may be something where people might be targeted yeah. even more right now because Valentine's Day really is right around the corner. It is. So what do we need to know? And what do we need to know for our families? You know, maybe somebody who is single is, you know, communicating some with someone. Okay, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But if they're sending them a bunch of money or a bunch of information, your red lights should be whirling and beeping. Mm-hmm. And I guess not beeping. What do they do? What do, what do sirens do? They wail. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Thanks, Brand. That was fun. Um, also, in the 8 o'clock hour, around 835, we're going to talk with Congressman Mike Johnson and get into, you know, discussion quite like we have with him before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, boy, there's a lot that's been happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with documents, let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. Documents here, documents there. Documents with Joe Biden everywhere. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about uh, Mike Johnson heading up a subcommittee. We're going to be, boy, I'm sure he's going to have plenty to say. We've kind of been following this topic and others uh, with Congressman Johnson. So we'll talk with him at around 835 this morning. So, uh, gosh, a, a big show. We'll be ready to go. Um, you know, on the romance scams, too. Uh-huh. I just... I think people don't realize how often Mm. this can happen. So even if it's like your friend Mm. or a brother or a sister, um, these romance scams are so extremely profitable that they are constantly people who are, are single tend to constantly be bombarded by these particular scams. And everybody thinks, oh, I'll never fall for a scam. But then you kind of put the loneliness factor in there and you'd be amazed. Sometimes people just want somebody to listen. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're saying, oh, I'd never do that. I'd never fall for that. Um, Well, millions of people do in America and across our globe. And that's why they're so financially profitable. I, I, you know, some might probably disagree with him on it. I try not to ever say anything like I would never fall for that because I feel like somehow Mm -hmm. that might make me a target. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so I just, anybody can. I wouldn't. I would just yeah. never have that attitude towards mm-hmm. this situation. You know. I run around saying <laughs> constantly, "I'm not gonna fall for the banana and a tailpipe." Yeah. Eddie Murphy from uh, yeah, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh-huh. Um, but I say that to myself just to remind myself, "Hey, don't fall for something." Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I got a text message from somebody, and I was like, "Hmm." Let me just call this person yeah. and make sure this is real. Right. And it was. Okay. And I was glad. Yeah. Because it's linked to my Girl Scout cookies. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's some serious stuff right there. Yeah. Who doesn't need some Thin Mints? I was going to say, what, fla- <laughs> I was gonna say, what flavor are you getting? Okay. So this year, uh, like sometimes what I'll do is I'll buy like four or five packs 
and I'll like share some at work. Mm -hmm. This year, I'm going to try to be smarter because what ends up happening inevitably is not everybody eats a cookie, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're left with cookies and you're like, I'm going to end up eating all of these. So just I'm thinking just thin mints. Yeah. Which we all know is not going to happen. Yeah, all right. I was going to say, you're not just getting thin mints. Nope. I'll well, see all that. You can't just get one box. You have to get at least a minimum of two. I agree, man. So mm. that's what I that's what I was telling myself yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know myself before today. <laughs> and uh, you, me, and Joe, we're going to have to hide from the other people in the building, though. Yeah. Because some of the packs don't have too many cookies. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's we're going to open the door and let people in. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll get together. Maybe you can order some, too. Okay. Like, Sounds good. Face. I like it. Uh-huh. All right. Coming up now <laughs> on 630 on Acadiana's Morning News. Hey, good morning. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. The state legislative auditor's office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was revealed. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. And for the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine. And game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 79 degrees. Winds from the southwest, that's going to be at about 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting as high as 30 at times, so a wind advisory going to be in effect across Acadiana through the day today. Front's going to push its way through late tonight. I think it's between about 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock when we'll see that front swing through potential for a little bit of severe weather out there as well so we'll need to keep an eye on the radar as we get later into the evening overnight tonight temperatures going to be dropping into the mid 50s a little bit of a northerly breeze tomorrow will clear out as well highs should stay in the low 70s for thursday clouds are going to be returning on friday as temperatures continue to fall and then kind of a cool rainy day coming up on a saturday much chillier temperatures on the way for next week from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so again, Highway 90 uh, towards Lafayette in Iberia Parish. Uh, there is a crash. This is uh, between uh, Darnell Road and Jefferson Terrace. Um, uh, there's some traffic buildup in that area. Uh, so please be mindful of that. Also, you have a crash... Uh, I-49, uh, excuse me, the Evangeline Thruway near I-49 northbound. 
Um, I seen there. I'm sorry. Vengeant Dewey as it goes into I-49 northbound. There's a crash in that area. So please be mindful of that. Also, today is the last day for the daytime construction that's happening on I-10 in St. Martin Parish. So we got stuff happening all over the landscape. Innovative business. Every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. favorite songs brandon <laughs> is right. under pressure <laughs> but he's still running the board good morning acadiana good it's morning. wednesday morning okay you are too calm for me today <laughs> you're gonna have to bring it up a couple notches all right bernie i'm ready to go oh he's ready to go because here's one of your topics that you love too we okay. love this topic yeah and this is an awesome event i cannot wait for this okay this begins at 12 30 today in okay. st martinville mm-hmm. They, this will be the eighth annual event. Oh, I yeah. love this. I think this is so cool. It is really cool, Bernie. It is so awesome. Okay, someone was just calling me. Wait, okay. <laughs> so um, hold tight. I got to look at my notebook because okay. we may have to take a break oh. to call this person back. Oh. Okay, let's see. Oh, not the same number. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was the same number. Anyway, okay. um, so this is so great. Uh-huh. They will continuously read the Bible. They start at 1230 today, and it will wrap up at 430 on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go anytime you want. So once it starts at 1230 this afternoon, they will read the Bible continuously. Volunteers, you know, lectors from Mm -hmm. church uh, and other people will be reading the Bible Starting today into the overnight hours. I mean, it, no joke, it is continuous. Yeah. It's about a hundred hour process. Yeah. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they have a copy of the Bible. And then for your particular section, the uh-huh. section you have said, right. okay, I'll do this section or whatever, you know, then you get a copy of it mm-hmm. because there's also a guide on the website so that people will know how to pronounce some of the uh, towns oh, and, yeah. you know, cause some of them, whew, <laughs> boy, you look at those and you go, wait a minute. I can't remember. So the event is being coordinated by the community of Jesus Crucified. Mm-hmm. They'll have lectors from all of the the different um, churches uh, in Lafayette, uh-huh. in the diocese, but also other denominations. Um, so they invite all kinds of people in. Mm-hmm. This is really neat. So if you're like, well, I couldn't, I couldn't volunteer to read. That doesn't matter. You can just go there and listen. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's just. The most amazing thing, if you can't like go there physically, mm-hmm. you know, people got work, they've got, you know, kids and, you know, maybe they're caretaking for someone. Right. They are going to on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They will stream it live. It's the Fet de, de Tesh. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful because I never say it exactly right, <laughs> but it is on on Facebook. And if you're like, wait, Bernie, what are all those words you said? 
on the KPL website, mm-hmm. all the info. So if you have the app, you can see it on there too. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. So it starts at 1230 today. And this is what's pretty interesting, okay? They're going to have two days of warmer weather mm-hmm. on Wednesday and Thursday. Right. Then, like, so it'll be like, what, 78 today? I forgot to grab a copy of my forecast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's been a busy morning. Anyway, so long story short, what's today and tomorrow high temperatures? So looking at the high temperatures for today and tomorrow, um, today it's going to be 76, but we got a lot of rain in the forecast. Yep. Tomorrow the high temperature is going to be 69. Mm-hmm. And then the high temp on Friday will be 59. Yeah, so it'll be a little chilly, so just a jacket or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so uh-huh. they'll have, you know, their big umbrellas. Yeah, but yeah. it sounds like weather-wise, they can they can make it work, mm-hmm. um, even though it's going to be a little extra rainy on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm just I think this is one of the coolest things. We try to remember to talk about it every mm-hmm. year, um, and I just find it fascinating. I think it's beautiful. Now, I'm have, so glad they do this. Yeah, it, it it sounds amazing. I've I've never been to it. Mm-hmm. Um but to think about when people gather together and read the powerful words yes. that come from the Bible. Um and you know the Bible does talk about when, you know, two or more people gather yes. in my name. He is there. And he exactly and that's that's why I could only imagine how cool it is. Like just the powerfulness of people coming together to pay homage to the powerful words that are in the Bible. Yeah. And those people, too, that go in the overnight hours, Mm -hmm. you know, I would say like even 10 o'clock and on, it must be so peaceful Mm -hmm. to hear the word being spoken and everything is relatively quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of traffic. There's I just I find it fascinating. And there's so, so many so many volunteers. Okay. Hey, Brandon, mm-hmm. can we take a quick break? Because it, it is the person I thought it was. Oh, good. So I wrote down the number wrong, as is usual with me. <laughs> um, so we'll uh, we'll call the father, mm-hmm. and we'll have him explain it to us. Good. All right. All hey, right. thanks, Father. Appreciate Jim Commando, that. Up next. Okay. I'm tired of being horrified and saddened by careless parents who allow their young children unfettered access to social media and then blame everyone else when the child comes to harm. Here's the latest one. I'm Commando brought to you by Simply Safe. Get a free indoor security camera plus 20% off monitoring at simplysafekim.com. This story will make you both angry and sad. It comes to us from Argentina, where a little 12-year-old girl died after trying the chicken challenge on TikTok. It's all the blackout challenge. The stunt encourages placing a rope around your neck, tightening it until you pass out. At least 20 kids have died doing this in the last 18 months. And on TikTok, the challenge remains. Of course, the child's guardian, her aunt, blames everyone. Everyone except herself. Giving young children TikTok is negligence. And child negligence is child abuse, pure and simple. When will we ever prosecute? Enter to win a $500 Amazon gift card right now at commando.com slash win. Commando.com slash win. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That's true when you're being fast and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant. Supply chains are clogged and the labor market is tight. What does that mean for margin? But not every business is in the dark. Over 33,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle the number one cloud financial system. Get visibility and control of your planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins all in one place. This year, profit is the new growth. NetSuite helps identify rising costs, automate annual businesses, and see where to save money. Know your numbers. Know your business. Get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your company. 
Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Kim right now. That's NetSuite.com slash Kim. NetSuite.com slash Kim. It is coming up now on 647 on Acadiana's Morning News. Father Michael Champagne joining us on the line this morning. Okay, Father, first off, I have to apologize because I dialed the number wrong at first. So I'm so glad that you were patient. Thanks for getting on the show with us this morning. Well, great, great to be with you. So, okay, for those who, like me, sometimes I, I just really mess up um, the name of things. It's Fet de... Dutesh, am I close? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll okay. give you a B plus on that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fed you detesh. Fed you detesh. It just means um, it's like Corpus Christi, Christi procession, a street procession, but it's on the Tesh rather than on the street. Yeah, it means feast of God. And we kind of run a lot of the uh, new evangelization projects and cultural preservation type projects. So the boat procession is how we started off in 2015. Uh, the next year we did the uh, Bible Marathon. Both of those are annual events. We do the fire trucks and street preaching, and uh, we also do, uh, you know, some uh, other like festivals and stuff that we sponsor. Yeah, I just, um, boy, talk about, you know, doing actual acts of faith and and praying and being there for the community. Um, You guys are, are amazing. Okay, so this Bible Marathon, we spoke a little bit about all of the lectors and, of course, other volunteers and even other denominations that will come in and read sure. the word of God. But, okay, let's start first, though, with all the stuff that's happening this week to get everything prepared because y'all start today. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's it's a, a major uh, operation. We have, um, as you know, the 300 electors, and then we're going to have, we have, uh, we call uh, uh, marshals. They're in charge of six uh, two-hour slots. So we have 50 marshals. So that puts you to 350. Then you have 17 couples that are responsible for six-hour periods going to be responsible in the square. So that puts another, so 367, just uh, those are just like uh, people in charge. And then the prep, we, we've been setting up the bandstand. we got to haul that from Cade every year. We get um, a BR construction to help with that. Then we have the Brother Bernard and our brothers uh, put up, uh, go get the tents, put that up, and do all the electrical. we got uh, sound people. We have the lighting people. The, the par- church parish uh, is uh, very involved as well with their main is getting us electricity, cutting off the irrigation, the, the, the sprinkler <laughs> system so we don't get sprayed. <laughs> uh, they, we use the fryer truck, the big, uh, the big pulpit truck, and so we have to uh, position that. In fact, I got to go move that in a little bit so we can <laughs> get the speakers hooked up. And um, of course, it takes um, you know refreshments, uh, 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 chairs. We have to get uh, you know some security, um, but yeah, and then of course the advertising and getting this out because we want hearers of the word. We want to make sure we have about at least ten or twenty listening uh, throughout, yeah. and um, and so uh, that's uh, that's a big enterprise. Gosh, I can only imagine. You know, and and Brandon and I were talking about um, it must be you know like past maybe ten o'clock at night and then into the overnight hours. It must be mm-hmm. so calm and peaceful. Not that it's not like that during the day, because I'm sure it is, but mm-hmm. just kind of another level of, of the quietness as the earth kind of takes a little nap. Yeah, no, there's no question, because uh, now obviously we turn the volume down a little bit at night yeah. because we do have <laughs> residents. 
But uh, actually, you know, I, I get up, uh, you know, because I have responsibilities. I put six hour periods, so like twelve thirty to six thirty a.m. So uh, I'll be walking over to the square, you know, about midnight, and we're, uh, you know, half a mile down the road, and I can hear it. <laughs> it is real still, you know. You can hear, you know, thus says the Lord God, you know. And, uh, and then during the day, we have it turned up a bit, and we have, of course, a tremendous amount of traffic on Main Street. So we're like. You know, I would say uh, maybe forty feet off the of the main street, wow, so and close. we have speakers on the corner, and and so you stop at the red light, you listen to the word of God, and you know, so it. And you know, I, I get people that tell me that you know, my vocation. I was like in the square, just listening to scripture, and it really convicted me. You know, or uh, somebody will say, "Oh my, I uh, the the reading I was uh, assigned was my wedding reading, and I was oh. uh, having struggles with my marriage, and they really uh, recommitted." Um, you know, all kinds of things. You know, this is like the eighth time we do this, and we've loaned the big Bible out. Uh, this will be the 14th time, I think, or 15th time that that Bible's been read cover to cover. Probably more times than most people's Bibles. <laughs> right? Yes. But, but you know, it, 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 it has power when you're just sitting there listening to the Word, kind of like, I call it marinating in the Word, because, you know, you cook your rice uh, in the sauce, make a jambalaya, and it's got the flavor all the way through. It gets down to, the, like, the Word of God, like a two-edged sword, pierces to the marrow of the bone. And um, it, it's different when we're, we're reading it daily, just quietly, making a meditation. Um, but when you're hearing somebody else read it to you, the proclamation is graces associated that really are powerful. I, I would imagine so. And like you said, anybody can come and listen, and, and you definitely highly encourage that. So if people, definitely. if people are coming, though, and they're coming and bringing their cars, like, do they just park in the parking lot for the church? Yeah, so there's a big parking lot behind the church. Obviously, this weekend they'll have their normal mass schedule, 4 o'clock and then 8 and 10. Uh, so you'll see it a little heavy uh, in the parking lot for those uh, mass times, but they can also participate uh, in that beautiful historic church. Uh, that's our oldest church in the diocese. And um, they, uh, But there's parking all around the square and in the church parking lot, so there's plenty of parking. And, you know, I mean, St. Martinsville is a uh, kind of a sidewalk-type town, so you park down by Evangeline. You know, and just walk uh, 100 yards, and, and there you are. And uh, and in fact, uh, you could probably uh, sit in your car. We have an FM station that will play it through. Like, you know, we uh, we have a frequency on a dead station where yeah. people can hear it. And uh, like so sometimes the elderly, or if we get a little shower, you stay yeah. in your car and, and uh, listen to it in the radio, you know, while you're right there, while they're, uh, they're reading. We're not going to stop if, you know, through rain and rain or shine, but um, you can you can get very close with your vehicle if, if we do have some inclement uh, weather. Wow. <laughs> I just, I love all the details that, that y'all have, you know, worked on and, and done throughout the years. And let me ask you about the, the spots that are remaining. Um, what happens with those spots? Well, the good news, uh, Bernie, is that uh, as of yesterday, I guess about 3 p.m., we're all full. So we have Yay! 300 people have signed. Yeah. So uh, and a few kind of beating on the door. Oh, I want to read. I want to read. So uh, we got that covered and we got all of our marshals covered, all our capos assigned. So we've got those 367 people lined up. And so what we need now is uh, BYOB. Bring your own Bible. And uh, <laughs> if you don't have one, we have something to give you. And get down to the square. Today we're going to kick it off at twelve thirty, uh, kind of lunch hour, and we're going to give out uh, uh, fifty ga- uh, gallons of uh, blessed holy water from the Epiphany, and also some free Bibles for the early participants. So, wow. uh, get down there, and um, and we just need. It's it's just great to see a big crowd 
with yeah. their Bibles. We really got to get back to the Word of God. We we kind of uh, kind of gotten uh, things are unraveling in our culture, mm-hmm. uh, in our lives, in our in our country, in the world. So we just need to we need to re uh, you know pull over and. Uh, Get the straps out and then strap back down the load, you know, before we take <laughs> off again. And that's what the word will do. Put you know, your feet on the ground. And, and you're right. And I think people, you know, listening right now might say to themselves, oh, you know, that that's not for me. But you know what? I think everybody is at least at least uh, six or seven gallons low, you know, if we're thinking about gas yeah. and their soul mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe it's just a, a cup of coffee and it's just not full anymore. There's a way to be fed. No, I remember yeah. yeah, I remember years ago uh, uh, watching a movie called Matthew Gossel, famous Italian. Uh, he was communist, atheist, uh, and he got stuck in, in his hotel, I think, in Florence <laughs> because the Pope was this. And he had nothing to do. He got bored. He started reading the Bible, you know, and it converted him. You know, he just uh, – so it's, it's – you know, it's probably God sees us reading our scriptures or listening to the scriptures when he calls those to be written. He's God. And it's amazing the graces that come to us. I mean, that's that's why I'm a priest today. I was an engineer. I was just, you know, reading my Bible in the morning, and those words, go sell what you have, get to the poor. <laughs> it's like, he, you know, he, he couldn't have been more clear uh, clearer than when, if he'd have spoken it to me, you know, standing there. And, of course, I, I did. So, and I have no regrets. So no, God's no. word is alive and effective, no question. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to everybody out there that's feeling low, trust me, he understands. Um, yeah, no question. Yeah. You know, think about everything Jesus Very went tough. through, you know. Exactly. It is a great, great love. We, you know, we are created to love and be loved. And that's who God is, uh, loving and, you know, being like the, 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 the blessed Trinity. And he comes among us. He puts skin on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's um, it's what we all need and we all desire. And when we, we, we experience that, like through the word of God, with faith, then we're able to do it to others. And then what happens is, you know, instead of all the complaining about how bad things are, we start to just emanate light and we change our, our lives and then our little families and our little businesses and our little neighborhoods and our little towns. Next thing you know, uh, things are different. Yeah, a whole paradigm shift. Father Michael Champagne, thank you so much. And we'll keep reminding folks from today through Sunday. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. God bless you all. Take you care. too, sir. It is coming up now on 658. We got all the info. If you need it, you can even call us if you need to. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Asian markets close mostly higher while European ones are mixed. The morning after the Dow lost 392 points, the S&P 508, but the Nasdaq gained 16 as earnings season continues. The December U.S. retail sales report is coming out at 8.30 Eastern this morning. Among the closely watched data will be how consumers did in the face of higher interest rates, elevated inflation, and worries about economic slowdown late last year. Retail sales declined 1% in December. December from the prior month with autos taken out they estimate sales fell half a percent from November retail sales are a measure of spending at stores online and in restaurants and they dropped by a seasonally adjusted six tenths of a percent in November that's your Fox Business Report I'm Lillian Wu invested in you
It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Ox Curing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver, a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, three, one, one call, and you pick metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-GOLD. News Talk 96.5K. KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. There's no end in sight. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. No end to the war in Ukraine. That's what the head of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, just said nearly 11 months after Russia invaded. I do not see a chance at the present moment to have a serious peace negotiation between the two parties. Ukraine's president is calling this a black morning. A helicopter crashed near a kindergarten outside Kyiv, killing at least 15 people, three of them kids. Ukraine's interior minister also died. No word on what caused that crash. UN leader Guterres made his comments at the World Economic Forum. On the sidelines of that, in Switzerland, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen had talks with her Chinese counterpart, said to be candid and constructive, agreeing to cooperate more on climate issues. Republicans keep demanding more answers about the classified documents found in President Biden's Delaware home and in an old office from when he was vice president. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer tells Fox the first ones were found before the elections, but it took leaks this month to make it public. That in itself uh, should be part of the investigation because you know we don't know who had access to these documents. The White House says it's fully cooperating. The very nature of being cooperative with an ongoing investigation means that we need to let that investigation play out and to try to be respectful of facts as they come to light through that investigation. White House Counsel's Office spokesman Ian Sam says that means balancing providing public information with protecting the integrity of the investigation. Fox's Jared Halbern, two police officers were shot in Racine, Wisconsin last night responding to a domestic dispute, but their injuries are not life-threatening. A man is in custody. A big upset at Tennis's Australian Open, Rafael Nadal, the defending champion and top seed, knocked out in round two of the first Grand Slam tournament of the year by American Mackenzie McDonald. Nadal played through pain with a hip injury, said he was mentally destroyed. I went through this process uh, too many times in my career and uh, I am ready to keep keep doing. I America's think. listening to Fox. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost copays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Bonus days are back for pros at Lowe's. You earn points and save when you buy the top pro brands you trust, like DeWalt. Right now, you can save $100 on the powerful DeWalt 8 and a quarter inch carbide-tipped portable table saw. Was $399, now just $299. Join today and shop bonus days. Only at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Vowed through 120 Subject to change while supplies last. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. 
Brian Walsh is expected in court today in Massachusetts the day after he was charged with murdering his wife, Anna, who's been missing for more than two weeks. There was the blood and the broken knife with blood on it found in the family basement. There was the reported hatchet and the hacksaw and blood found in a trash facility. And then there was the reality that there was surveillance video the day after Anna Walsh went missing on January 1st, showing Brian Walsh inside of a Home Depot buying in cash, wearing gloves and a mask, $450 dollars worth of cleaning supplies that included a mop, a tarp, a bucket, and also tape. Fox's Brian Yenis in Quincy, Massachusetts. In California, they're still trying to solve a mass murder from early Monday. Tulare County Sheriff Mike Badeau says a $10,000 reward is being offered in the search for at least two suspects who fatally shot six members of a family at a home in Goshen. This was not a random act of violence. This was a very specific targeted act of violence. Explaining the murders resemble gang or cartel-style executions and come after a recent narcotics search warrant at the residence. The victims, 72-year-old Rosa Peraz, 52-year-old Eladio Peraz, 49-year-old Jennifer Anaya, 19-year-old Marcos Peraz, 16-year-old Alyssa Peraz, and her 10-month-old son. Officials asking anyone with information to come forward and say three surviving victims are helping with the investigation. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. There's a search at sea off Hawaii's coast for a fisherman whose catch may have killed him, pulling him out of the boat. Mark Niddle was fishing with a friend four miles off the west coast of the Big Island when he hooked the tuna about five o'clock Sunday morning. Friend tried to help Niddle, but he couldn't see him after he disappeared under the water. That's Fox's Sue Guzman on Wall Street. Stock futures are up slightly the day after the Dow dropped nearly 400 points, but the Nasdaq rose 15. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. The state legislative auditor's office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was released. Lafayette police have arrested a 17-year-old juvenile in connection with a threat allegedly made against Lafayette High School yesterday. Students were evacuated for a short time while authorities swept the building. LPD says the suspect is a student at Lafayette High. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Authorities in Franklin say three people have been arrested following a brawl at a high school basketball game on Friday night. No student-athletes were involved in the incident. The three arrested are alleged to be tied to rival gangs that operate in the Franklin area. We move now to state news. Legislative leaders and the governor's office are meeting today to discuss the possibility of holding a special session to entice more property insurers to write policies in Louisiana. Since 2021, up to 20 insurance companies have either left or gone insolvent. 
But Jonesboro Representative Jack McFarland says not so fast. A few months ago when this proposal was presented at joint budget, there was a 5 to $15 million price tag on it, and that's jumped up to $45 million. Well, last month, Commissioner of Administration Jay Darden and Senate President Paige Cortez were leaning towards addressing the matter during the regular session in April, but Insurance Commissioner Jay, uh, Jim Donlin says the state can't wait that long. McFarland questions if the proposal will benefit existing insurance companies. Is it going to lower premiums for Central and North Louisiana who didn't have any damage but seen their insurance premiums significantly increase? The North Louisiana Republican questions why they should be called in to address the issue when they haven't for other markets like the trucking industry when very few companies would even write policies in Louisiana. While we ask business owners to solve their own insurance market issues, but now we find it so important that we have to go into a special session and put $45 million into a homeowner's insurance program. If called, it's expected the session will be held in early February to avoid conflicts with the height of carnival season. 2022 saw record-breaking high rental prices in Louisiana, but what might this year bring for renters? Kevin Gallagher has more. Rates of rent have been backbreaking for many Louisianans. Jonas Bordeaux is CEO of renters resource website, dwellz.com. He says they expect rentals to go down over the coming year as inflation eases. We're due for a break. He says over a million brand new rental properties will be going online over the coming year across Louisiana and the USA. And that should help increase supply, which will help keep prices down. He says the decreases in rent will mostly apply to apartments. Rental home prices should come down over the coming year, but much less, says Bordeaux. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Xavier University is partnering with Oxner Health and creating a new college of medicine. University President Reynold Verrett says the partnership will help create a strong physician pipeline to address inequities in healthcare. The needs for physicians of color is great. African Americans alone are still only 5% of American physicians in the U.S. Verrett says Xavier, the only historically black and Catholic university in the country, is grounded in the premise of social justice. Xavier is uniquely poised to contribute to really improving and strengthening medical education and the formation of talent to serve this country. This is not the first partnership between the two institutions. In the 1980s, Oxner offered clinical training spots for Xavier Pharmacy students. Verrett says together they can increase the number of black physicians and better serve the healthcare needs of marginalized populations. Together with this historic agreement, Xavier and Oxner have heeded the call to advance the health of this state, the nation, and the world. The university's pre-med program has the distinction of sending more black students to medical school than any other college. Xavier's College of Medicine will be the fifth black medical school in the country. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has discovered five additional suspected cases of chronic wasting disease in deer in Tinsall Parish. Five new cases of CWD in Tinsall Parish brings the total to seven found since January of last year. State wildlife biologist Jim LaCour says chronic wasting disease has never been shown to be contagious to humans. Deer found to be positive are not recommended for human consumption and coolers will be placed around the CWD control area to submit the heads and necks of deers for testing. Uh, anyone that wishes to have their deer tested for chronic wasting disease can contact our regional wildlife and fisheries offices. The current control area includes all of Tinsall Parish and parts of Madison and Franklin Parishes. I'm Case Kieschnick. A major piece of Louisiana's coastal restoration plan, the Mid-Barataria Sediment Diversion Project, could have devastating effects on Louisiana's seafood industry. The project would divert sediment-rich water from the Mississippi into coastal marshes to rebuild land. 
Seafood industry experts say the project will destroy oyster beds and push shrimp further out to sea. Forecasters with the Storm Prediction Center say the northern two-thirds of, the, of Louisiana are at a slight risk of severe storms today. The rest of the state is at a marginal risk for severe storms. The greatest threat from inclement weather will come late this afternoon into tonight. Your complete weather forecast is coming up from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab in just a few moments. Several Calcasieu Parish offices will be closed today and tomorrow while Intergy makes emergency repairs to the downtown Lake Charles electrical grid. Most of the affected offices will be working remotely or online, so if you have business downtown, might be a good idea to call before you go. The Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off is heading for, New- for Lake Charles. The Louisiana Seafood Promotion Board says the 16th annual celebration of seafood will move from Lafayette, its home for the past five years, to the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. This year's cook-off will be held on June 27th. Lake Charles is having a baby shower. The, late, the local chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho and Ward 3 Recreation are holding the annual event on January 28th. Expectant parents are invited to join the festivities at the MLK Center beginning at 1 on that day for games, door prizes, food, and other activities. For the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine, and game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. Now to sports, running back John Emery is coming back for a fifth season at LSU. Many thought the former five-star prospect would turn pro, but Emery did not submit his name for the NFL draft prior to Monday's deadline. LSU beat reporter for Bengal Tiger on three. Shay Dixon says Emory has not had the college career many expected coming out of Destrehan High. When he left high school out of Destrehan, he was the number one running back in the country, a five-star. And I don't think many people envisioned uh, him staying in college this long, but I don't think you could have accounted either for the fact that he had to miss more than a year on an academic suspension. Well, Emory did not play in 2021 and returned this past season to rush for 375 yards and six touchdowns. He also had two touchdown catches. Dixon says with Emory's return, that means LSU's top five rushers from 2022 plan to play for the Tigers in 2023. Josh Williams returning. He obviously had a number of starts for them this season as their number one back. John Emory's coming back for his fifth season. Uh, we saw what Noah Kane was able to do as a transfer. He came in and uh, had a number of touchdowns for him, really became a nice red zone option. And then you've got a guy like Armani Goodwin who, People will forget prior to now it was back-to-back seasons where he had an injury that sidelined him the rest of the way. But to start out this season, he was the starting running back. Dixon says Emory will look to improve his draft stock by coming back for that fifth season. I think this is just a chance for him to say, all right, let me put out two you know, full seasons almost of, of game film, of production. Let me continue to do things that will make him a better player. Ball security uh, was an issue for him many times. Meanwhile, moving to the hardwood, the LSU men's basketball team was blown out by number four Alabama over the weekend in a 106-66 loss to the Crimson Tide. The Tigers kept it within four for the first seven minutes of play before Alabama jumped out on a 10-0 run and were up by 37 at the half. Coach Matt McMahon says there were little to no positives for the Tigers Saturday, but what matters now is their response. It comes down to your response will determine your future outcomes. And so I think our players came in hungry and ready to get back to work yesterday. Thought it was a very spirited practice, uh, a little bit longer and more physical uh, and competitive than we would normally have this time of year, uh, but thought it was much needed. And I, and I really liked our players' response. The Tigers' biggest struggle of the season so far has been creating production offensively. LSU ranks 11th in the SEC in points per game and 10th in shooting percentage. 
McMahon says the Tigers will need to look to more than just half-court sets if they want to create offense in the SEC. We just aren't getting very many easy baskets. Now, a lot of that has to do with playing against really good defensive teams. Uh, but whether it's a, a steal that leads to a breakaway layup, an offensive rebound putback that you know Derek Fountain was getting earlier in the year, uh, just we need some plays like that uh, to, to help us. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns basketball team is on a roll, a four-game winning streak right now as they sit at 14-4 and four on the season. And the Cajuns right now, they were getting ready to play tomorrow night. That game will be heard here on News Talk 96.5 KPL as they will take on Arkansas State on the road, and then they will head on over to San Marcos, Texas to take on Texas State on Saturday. The game tomorrow night is set for 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30. And the game on Saturday, tip-off is set for 4 with the pregame show set for 3.30. Again, both games you can hear right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 79 degrees. Winds from the southwest, that's going to be at about 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting as high as 30 at times, so a wind advisory going to be in effect across Acadiana through the day today. Front's going to push its way through late tonight. I think it's between about 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock when we'll see that front swing through. Potential for a little bit of severe weather out there as well, so we'll need to keep an eye on the radar as we get later into the evening. Overnight tonight, temperatures going to be dropping into the mid-50s. A little bit of a northerly breeze tomorrow will clear out as well. Highs should stay in the low 70s for Thursday. Clouds are going to be returning on Friday as temperatures continue to fall. And then kind of a cool, rainy day coming up on Saturday. Much chillier temperatures on the way for next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have the situation going on in Iberia Parish, uh, uh, excuse me, US 90, headed towards Lafayette between uh, Darnell Road and Jefferson Terrace. Uh, we do uh, are hearing from DOTD that it is a crash that's causing traffic to be tied up in that area. Also, we have um, <clears throat> a traffic signal malfunction popping up on Jefferson Boulevard in the 100 block. Uh, this is right near its uh, intersection. Let's see here. With Grant Street, Jefferson near Grant. Also, we still have the final day today of the I-10 daytime construction. The rumble strips being put down in St. Martin Parish in both directions. So please be mindful of that as well. Your national anthem is brought to you by Hulco Printers, serving Acadiana since 1972. Buy local, shop local, support Acadiana. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome home eight-time Grammy winner, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight. What so proudly we live at the twilight's light. 
gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming I'm now on 723 Wednesday morning, Acadiana's morning news. Welcome in, everyone. All right, our Wednesday is here. <laughs> All right, we got to wake up. Guys, think about this. It is the middle of the week as you're driving to work, going to the big old workplace or school today. I uh, do want to say uh, this morning that uh, the Killer Bees are back together. Mm, Woo! Yes. Bernadette Lee, Brandon Como. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We are not alone. We're never alone. Ooh. <laughs> okay. That was fun. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we and a Wednesday <laughs> panelists today include the marvelous Mark Pope. Mr. Pope, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Mark. Good morning. And the jocular Jason. I like it. There you go. That was good. I love the alliteration. Look, hold on. You know, you don't need the nicknames and uh-huh. the rhymes yeah. and the alliteration. Yeah. So when, when Jake and I are in, we can call this the jam session. Oh, my God. That's good, the dude. Jam the yep. jam session. The jam session on Wing and it Wednesday. <laughs> okay. in, in, in middle school, I was uh, at our church. We were in Jesus Alive Ministry Jam. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's pretty clever. It's like, I could get some hallelujahs from yeah. Jake. That would be a trip. Uh-huh. Right. Praise is cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, my. So now we have to call them jam. All right. Jam, jam boys. You're going to make y'all sign a contract. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 724 in the morning. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Yes. All right. Callers, 232-1542. That's 232-1542. If you want to app chat us, that's easy to do. Download the KPL uh, app. It's free in the App Store. And then we can go back and forth, or you can just leave a comment. 
Haven't heard from Andy in a while. Andy was getting regular where he was giving us comments. So, Andy, I don't know what you're doing, but if you have a chance, <laughs> give us a little app chat. All right. So as we start this morning and we kind of look at topics, two of the, the hottest topics right now have to do with uh, Lafayette City government and then the governor's race. Uh, we'll talk about some other things also. All right. So let's get started. I really I'm not shocked. Uh, I guess I'm kind of shocked maybe it took this long. I don't know. Um, with all the discussions going on about Lafayette Consolidated Government and contracts, drainage issues, what happened where and what happened when? Uh, the Legislative Auditor's Office we know is in town um, and, you know, municipalities are, are audited on the regular, but right. as far as what it might be in connection to, mm -hmm. they're not specifying, which I, I think they don't. I think that's just typical right. until they've done their investigation and we receive all the reports from the legislative auditor. Um, and so, but just any kind of general thoughts about this, Jake, you want uh, to start first? Well, I just only know, <laughs> hopefully the IRS is listening uh, uh, because I, I don't have anything I'm hiding, you know, but... The fact is, like, I'm always worried about getting audited because I'm broke. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll work this job. I'll work that job. Make a little bit more than I make the year before. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, OK, well, and now with Venmo, it's like, well, I know I moved more than six hundred dollars yeah, last so, year through Venmo. So like, now did that you do something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any evidence of wrongdoing. Right, right, but right. the point is that, like, you know, if one were to look in my books, I probably would be like, oh, wait, OK. Wait, you made this mistake. or that Yes. Mistake. Yeah. And so and so writ large, uh, I would be curious. I mean, uh, mm. you know, it does seem like we have a pretty well functioning and uh, you know, the, the local government is just, you know, I've, I've lived under worse. And so, you know, I, I believe uh, things will probably look pretty above board. But now I'm curious what they're looking for. So, hmm. yeah. Mark, yeah. you want to oh, weigh in? Yeah, oh, certainly. So, number one, these things don't just happen. The legislative uh, auditors do not just sit around, twiddle their thumbs and say, oh, we don't have enough to do. What shall we do? <laughs> oh, how about that Lafayette Consolidated Government? Let's just mosey on down there and see if we can... No. Uh, uh, complaints are filed uh, to start the process going. That's number one. Who started the process going? Was it because there is some tension between um, Mayor President uh, Josh Guillory and the mainly the city council. And so that is just a given. So as Jake said, it would be, be interesting to find out what brought all this about. That's number one. Number two, when we say the legislative auditors are in, they are looking for, quote, wrongdoing. Two things, two big fancy words, okay? Malfeasance and misfeasance. Malfeasance, you're stealing money. Misfeasance... You're improperly performing, Im improperly yeah. mm -hmm. performing your job. Mm -hmm. So is, is there an accusation of malfeasance? In other words, the Guillory administration stealing money? We don't know that because mum is the word. We don't know anything. Or is it misfeasance? Did you do things without following the proper channels? I don't know that. I'm just throwing out the food for thought. So it's very interesting. We know very little. So we really have no choice but to sit and wait. And we, the people, will be out there twiddling our thumbs saying, what will be the result of this? And eventually it should come out as to 
how and why this mm-hmm. audit was begun. Yeah, and if, you know, from prior audits that we've always reported on, I mean, there's always something that maybe somebody does wrong. Um, and so, yes, we don't know the scope of anything. Now, if you, like, let's say you've done something wrong and you put this uh, in this account versus this in this account, um, I'm talking if it's minor, sure, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, the auditor will say, okay, well, here are the steps they're going to put in place to remedy the situation. And usually you don't hear about it unless there have been a couple of communities, though, in Acadiana that have had issues for several years. So we hear about that quite often. But I think everybody's in the same boat. Sure. Wondering what it's about and what we'll hear about it. In part two mm-hmm. of, of my observation, mm-hmm. the mayor president does not just spend money. He does not have a slush fund right. to spend money. It must be approved by either the city council or the Paris council or both. So if there is improper spending, you spent money from an account for drainage. You spent money on drainage for an account that's dedicated to roads. The city council, again, must approve those expenditures. What? So this should be very interesting. And for me, one of the one of the things that I found at least had the appearance of impropriety were some of the uh, positions. I believe there were a couple of positions added, which, of course, you know, in a new administration, they have goals and, you know, they want to see them through. But but I uh, from what I remember, there were a couple of uh, uh, positions that maybe, you know, were more like political favors. Uh, or at least, you know, from me as like, you know, you know, wanting to see everything that the, you know, is the mayor up to no good? Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I remember thinking like, you know, it feels like he's hiring a couple of his buddies or something like that. And of course, that's me wanting to look for bad. But if that could add to stuff to look for, maybe that's another thing like, OK, well, what does this person actually do? Uh, uh, you know, why does why do they have a salary and they don't seem to be showing up? I, I don't know. But, Jake, there's nothing wrong with hiring your buddy. In fact, the mayor president hired an opponent during the race for mayor president. He hired Carlos Harvin, who's a very good man and has some good ideas. I may not agree with all of them, so he hired him. But, you know, now there are ethics laws against nepotism. Yeah. If he hired his wife or his brother or his cousin... That is a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. And, and by the way, just kind of disclaimer, anything I said is all hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I'm not implying right. anything. No. Okay. I do not know if there was improper spending. Uh, I just was using hypotheticals to uh, illustrate well, my points. And that's always part of Winging It Wednesday, right? Because yes. we yes, talk about right. things and we, you know, uh, do want to uh, say real quick, uh, Andy has a quick comment um, and Andy's comment is first good parish president we get in over 10 years and we're going to have these BS audits. Um, he said he also added with all the money the administration spent, we have something to see for it and another one. Um, he thinks you're a leftist, Jake. So there you go. Um, Do you you have to say this? We can take a break then after uh, this message and then we'll come back. We can discuss more about this, but also have other questions for you as well. Do you want to say happy birthday to Elise, Elise Spadoni, who is listening with her dad in the car? Oh, happy birthday. It's her seventh. Happy birthday to Elise. 
Happy birthday to Elise. And, and yes. many Happy more. Elise. Sorry Happy about our singing. You. <laughs> yeah, Elise. We well, do apologize. We're not great singers. Someone <laughs> will sing it better to you before the end of the day, we promise. But happy birthday, little girl. Yes, happy birthday. We hope you have a wonderful day. All right, 733, more to come on Acadiana's Morning News. Live and local every day in Acadiana. And the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. The State Legislative Auditor's Office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was revealed. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. And for the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine. And game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 79 degrees. Winds from the southwest, that's going to be at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Gusting as high as 30 at times, so a wind advisory going to be in effect across Acadiana through the day today. Front's going to push its way through late tonight. I think it's between about 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock when we'll see that front swing through potential for a little bit of severe weather out there as well so we need to keep an eye on the radar as we get later into the evening overnight tonight temperatures going to be dropping into the mid 50s a little bit of a northerly breeze tomorrow will clear out as well highs should stay in the low 70s for thursday clouds are going to be returning on friday as temperatures continue to fall and then kind of a cool rainy day coming up on saturday much chillier temperatures on the way for next week from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. It's coming up now. Uh, 
742 Katiana's Morning News. All right, for the break, we were talking about uh, legislative auditor coming in. Um, and anybody, you know, can make a request uh, saying, hey, I'm wondering about this. I'm wondering about that. Um, and so legislative auditors in town, they go through their usual gig. Then they write up a report. Um, and, you know, we get legislative audit reports constantly. Um, and a lot of them mostly are just, hey, we saw this, this and this, um, you know, get your processes in place <coughs> and let us know how you're going to fix it for next year. And then they move on. If there are a bunch of repeated things or really massive things, then it's a little bit different. Mm. All right. So we'll start with Andy and then we'll go to Scott's comment. Um, okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> all right. I'm a, there were several. Okay. So, okay. Andy says, all the money the administration spent, we have something to see for it. Of course, you will look for the bad Jake because you're a leftist liberal. <laughs> Let's talk about what he has done, referring to Josh Guillory. God forbid this year he starts fixing roads again. Man, where did the money come from? Who did he hire? His wife does have a construction supply company. And he continues on. At least he's not wasting money on an artwork duck blind on Camellia. Adding at least he isn't buying adjudicated properties. He's more than two presidents combined. You, meaning us, or me specifically maybe, you irritate more people than you know when you bring up these BS audits and frivolous lawsuits. Uh, you know what most of us really don't oh. give a F word and it's, <laughs> it's not free. Yeah. Um, our backyards don't flood and our yards are getting fixed. And he does come on the show every Thursday. How is that for transparency? Okay, so that was Andy's comments. Okay, going back to uh, Scott. And just takes a second for the computer to cycle through here real quick. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Scott says, hey, it's not necessarily bad. But if the word investigation is associated with it, watch out. If what is said is that audits are used by opponents as payback. So many questions have always been or always have been asked about that. That, yeah. Uh, oh, and not just me. I think he means anyone talking about it going back to Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Sue says, Sue, uh, the reason we are in this position with the mayor is because he does not address these issues head on and explain what is going on. He just says people are playing politics and blames the media. Um, cycling to get the rest of the comment here. He is not doing all he can to explain this to his constituents. Um, and I, we received tons of uh, app alerts from Sue asking many questions about this same issue on Thursday mornings. Every Thursday morning, like if you're just joining us now and you didn't know, Josh Guillory does come on the show in the 7 o'clock hour to 8 o'clock. You can app alert your questions. You can call in 232-1542. All right, let me see if we have any more comments real quick, and then we're going to jump in. Nope, we're clear on that. Uh, if you have the app, guys, you can chat with us back and forth. We try to get to them. Right away, Jake first, then Mark. Yeah, well, I do want to give the mayor kudos because, you know, to come on a show like that every week and take questions from the public is is something he doesn't have to do, and it takes guts. And I will also say that it is an interesting uh, uh, consideration that, you know, if you have a political opponent and you yourself are involved in politics, can you just flood the auditor's office with requests to... You know, even if the audit turns up nothing, we're certainly talking about it now. So it's interesting that they probably have filters to keep from 
right, going after a red it herring. Necessarily be prudent to yeah, do that. But, but it does beg that point. question. Well, because in the game of politics, you know, yeah. it's like love. Well, all optics. seems to be fair. It, well, and optics yeah. is everything, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, true that. Mark? Uh, uh, I'm just a, a brief civil reply to mm-hmm. Andy. Mm-hmm. There was a goofy looking, I don't know, kind of amphitheater kind of thing on Camellia. It was built out of wood. And so the assumption would be that Lafayette Consolidated Government spent money on that before the Guillory administration. I was in the government. There was no government money spent on that. It was a UL architecture department project. The government gave them permission to build that there. It's since been removed. Right. I don't know what its purpose was supposed to be. Its it purpose, was a gathering place. It mm. was a gathering place, but it was actually put up following what happened at the Grand Theater. Oh, right? The Grand I Theater. See, I, I, I and see I didn't like know that. that. All it yeah. was was this kind of goofy looking mm-hmm. uh, lean to, if you will, mm-hmm. or little mini amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And there was no plaque or anything, any designation as to what it, what it was. But mm-hmm. look, I, I get Andy's point. And I guess he was being a little of whatever overly dramatic talking about that. What did he call it? An artsy fartsy duck blind or something like that. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, but there was called it a duck blind on Camellia. Yeah, there was no money, government money spent on that. Right. Okay. Unless it was spent through the university, but a different branch of government. Like, I don't know what the funding was for that. I don't know if they paid the artist or it came through a grant that came through the university. But the sole purpose and it was made of wood. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, in conjunction with that, and it was uh, a gathering place for people um, who wanted to go and gather for for any reason. Yeah. But because it was made of wood, the sun, you yeah. know, the other the rain, uh, those elements mm-hmm. finally mm-hmm. just took a toll on. Was it. that a Chagua Park? No, no. This okay. is, it was adjacent okay. to St. Barnabas Church on Camellia. Oh, gotcha. And so, okay. like, if you're if you're let's say you're driving oh, down that Camellia, thing. yeah. Okay, I always wondered what the heck that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final comment. You know, I'm I'm going back because this is information that went out. You read, quote, Andy's comments. All right. So what are we supposed, what are we, uh, News Talk 96.5 KPL as a news station supposed to do? Ignore the audit? And then we'd be accused of uh, not being transparent, if you will, with the news? Well, That is so nonsensical. And... If there is an issue there, we should be happy about an audit, regardless about how it came up. And just to call it BS, look, somebody made an accusation, and now the proper agency is coming in to investigate. We should be happy. If there's something that was done improper, we will find out. If nothing was done improper, we will find out. Mm -hmm. There are some people, and we're used to this in the news, Bernie, that because we report something, they assume we're taking a side on it. Mm-hmm. Right. We are just simply reporting what is happening and then asking questions after the information comes out. Mark, you said a lot of good stuff there that I agree with. If it's something bad and it's something that deserves an investigation, then that sounds like a good thing that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if there's no wrongdoing on the part of the administration and local government, then that would hopefully come out too in the audit as well. It would. Either way, it you comes know? Out. So, I mean, but again, and this is not everybody, but we are just simply reporting the news and asking questions about and it. I would like to go one step further. Mm-hmm. We have said this many, many times, but I'll clarify once again. Yes, we do run a lot of conservative programming, but that's a conservative programming. Those are those people's opinions. Mm-hmm. That happens from nine in the morning 
through the rest of the schedule. So from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., it's a news show with some talk. And if there's a news item, we're going to look at both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Guillory, he does get every Thursday to talk about what he wants to talk about. So, And you know this is going to be on our list to ask him about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, look, I remember what we did. Go ahead, Bernie. Oh, I was just going to say that he several times on his his show on Thursdays Mm -hmm. said on several different occasions, let's do an investigation. Let's investigate. The council, if you think there's something wrong, you should investigate. Mm -hmm. His words... Yes. Not mine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you know, I go back to a couple of weeks ago when we had the attorney that came on and uh, levied some accusations against, uh, you know, the Guillory administration on how they handled, you know, the property with the drainage issues. And right, right. He got, you know, Josh Guillory got the lawyer. Um, he came on and just addressed those accusations one by one in the audio that we had. I think that makes for great radio, but also for being inform- for informing our listeners of what's going on and letting you decide. You yeah. make that decision. I think that's uh, what some listeners maybe don't understand. It's not my job to take up for whoever's sitting in the yes. chair, but it is my job to let them express what they want to express. Absolutely. So, like, um, you know, for example, when the mayor does come on, um, he can express whatever he wants to. I'm hoping that whenever, for example, another example, when the legislative session Mm -hmm. rolls around, I was told on the air by a legislator, Mm -hmm. they will not come on our show anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, he was speaking collectively. I don't know who, which of the members he was referencing, Uh but that uh, person told us they would no longer come on our show because Moon is on the air (laughs) and tears uh, apart whatever they've said in the interview. Okay, that's that's their thought process on it. Well, and to me, I feel like this is akin to the discussion we've been having nationally regarding speech. Yeah. Because, you know, there are a lot of calls to, you know, say, well, you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that. You got to be careful saying this because that is inaccurate and people are going to be led to believe this. And, and, you know, for me, I've always believed since I could think in words that, you know, the answer to problematic speech is more speech mm-hmm. you know you gotta talk and so with this with this sort of thing i think that the answer is always just more air and to know that especially with regard to me who does identify as someone you know on you know the left that doesn't just it just doesn't mean anything anymore. that means i care about poor people i don't care about your identity Okay, so liberals these days, what I don't know what they are, but 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 my point is, <laughs> my point is simply that if there were someone who identified as on the left in this job, I would want them just as investigated as anyone else, assuming the investigation is run efficiently. You know, we want everyone to see what's going on, and we want for everyone to be held to the same standards, and we want for our leaders to be the best that they can be. True. I think everyone wants that, right? But a book, but a book. Now, um, I will tell you this. Um, you know, I would. I'm going to continue to reach out, for example, to the legislators, um, because as a public servant, um, I, I think you owe it to the people who elected you to to do public stuff, Absolutely. and they do. They all do. <clears throat> I would hope that the ones that were not interested before do come back on. Mm-hmm. Because I find that Brandon and I do try to be fair to everybody that sits in these chairs. Of course. I can't make a legislator do that. And I think it's quite frankly ridiculous 
that they will no longer come on the morning show because they're afraid of Moon Griffon. Yeah. It, I don't control Moon And afraid Moon is the right word. Well, and they're not celebrities. You know, they're not celebrities. They are. They work for us. Celebrities, I understand. You know, I'm not going on that show because I don't want to discuss X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to people crafting policy, I feel like they need to hold their nose and sit in rooms with people they disagree with because that's their job. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right on, Jake. All right. Well, there's that thought <laughs> right on the whole on. thing. Guys, we've only got about two minutes left in the show. Very quickly, several names have popped up in terms of the governor's race. We heard earlier this week that Scott Graves might be entering the race. Garrett Graves. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes, yeah. That Garrett Graves, Congressman Garrett Graves, might be entering the race for governor. We have uh, heard for, gosh, several months about uh, Transportation Secretary Sean Wilson, uh, Katie Bernhardt, who is heading up the Democratic Party. So just wanted your thoughts on those folks maybe jumping into the race. We don't have much time. Before we go, though, real quick, we do have some breaking news. As oh, we do sorry. have uh, Representative Nelson, Richard Nelson, has just jumped into the governor's race. Whoa. Okay, so that's official now. From Melinda Deslett. Yes. Okay, all right. There you go. So, all right. So, and he is one who would like to abolish the income state tax. income tax? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's so got my vote. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, as we were listening yesterday to Jeremy Alford, we talked with him, and that's one of the things he pointed out. He said, yeah, that's definitely going to resonate with voters. Yeah. You know? So we got two minutes, y'all. Okay, real quick. Go right. go fast. One minute. Uh, it, it's, it's about, quote, the gravitas. And uh, Jeff Landry is on top. Um, Mr. Nungesser, uh, warm and fuzzy, uh, Mr. Schroeder, not much name recognition. Yeah, but he was elected for treasurer. Yeah, but, yeah because he's from the populated area of Louisiana down <laughs> around Covington, Mandeville. So right now, Jeff Landry is the, the favorite. Yeah, definitely the one to beat. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think about this kind of like a micro U.S. because like if Obama could just keep running, you know, that doesn't matter what he does, the guy would just win forever. And I feel the same about well, John Bell, you know, as much as, you know, Michelle he's had, he's had some issues is likely. Well, yeah, even she could win. That's, but, but, but really being, well, they, they shouldn't, she shouldn't, but whatever that. But, but, but you know, they, they let them live their lives. Now, Hawaii sounds nice. But but uh, but anyway, just just to cap, you know, uh, uh, it's it's charisma, man. And it's saying the kind of thing that will resonate with people and then being able to stay on that top. Well, we have enough of those politicians that say what resonates with people. Yeah. They just don't follow up a lot of times. Yeah, that's our. That's because we, we we hire them on their charisma, not their skills. Yes. Yeah, we got to start wrapping up, uh, Brandon. If you'll head uh, hand me the yeah. uh, whatchamadigit. Uh, temperatures and such. Oh. I don't have them. Oh, <laughs> it's like oh. it's like fifty. Oh. Uh, or they need uh, sixty-six, mostly cloudy. <laughs> Rain on the way for Saturday for sure. Just a possible up, heavy buddy. showers <laughs> for tonight. <laughs> Just I, it up. You're a meteorologist now. I did listen to the forecast. Oh, okay. Y'all are cruel. I, yeah, I just I just take my head out the window. Okay, my neurologist is going to call y'all and fuss at both of y'all. Wait, what I said? <laughs> All right, Crazy. it's coming up now. On, oh, yes, indeed. Certifiable. My mother had me tested. <laughs> For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report.
The biggest layoffs ever at Amazon are getting underway today, with 18,000 jobs being cut. The hardest hit parts of the company, Amazon's stores division, which encompasses its e-commerce business, as well as the company's brick-and-mortar stores, and its PXT organizations, which handle human resources and other functions. Amazon CEO had told employees the changes will help Amazon pursue long-term opportunities with a stronger cost structure. And McDonald's is offering free six-piece McNuggets today to celebrate them being around for 40. No purchase is necessary, but customers have to use the McDonald's app to order. There's a limit of one per customer with download and registration required. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, Did in you. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. News. Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A warning from the head of the United Nations. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We are looking into the eye of a Category 5 hurricane. Not a literal one, a figurative economic storm. The outlook, as we all know, is bleak. Many parts of the world face recession. And Antonio Guterres tells the World Economic Forum inequalities and an energy crunch are making things worse. On the sidelines of that forum in Switzerland, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen held talks today with her Chinese counterpart. Now, we just got another inflation update showing it's coming down at the wholesale level. Producer prices actually dropped a half percent last month from November. Year over year, the increase shrank to 6.2 percent, a sixth straight monthly decline. Back to U.N. leader Guterres. He also told Fox Business this morning of another problem. We have a war in Ukraine that is not near uh, end. Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has triggered, as you know, a dramatic impact, not only for the suffering of the Ukrainian people, but for the global economy in general. And Guterres also condemned Russia's weekend missile strike in Dnipro, Ukraine, that killed more than 40 civilians. And there was a helicopter crash near Kiev, prompting Ukraine's president to call this a black morning, at least 15 people killed. Among the dead, Ukraine's interior minister, Denis Monastirsky, and his deputy. The crash happened at a kindergarten. Three children were killed and 15 more injured. Fox's Jonathan Savage, no word on the cause. Brian Walsh could be in court in Massachusetts this morning to face charges of murdering his wife, Anna, who's been missing more than two weeks. There is evidence, according to investigators, that Brian Walsh bought $450 worth of cleaning supplies at a Home Depot on January 2nd. They also reportedly found that Walsh had done an internet search for how to dispose of a body and the found bloodstains and a knife in the basement of the family home. Fox's Jonathan Hunt. America's listening to Fox News. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. 
And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Bonus days are back for pros at Lowe's. You earn points and save when you buy the top pro brands you trust, like DeWalt. Right now, you can save $100 on the powerful DeWalt 8 and a quarter inch carbide tipped portable table saw. Was $399, now just $299. Join today and shop bonus days only at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid through $120. Subject to change while supplies last. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. Congressman George Santos keeps ignoring calls to resign, and now he's being put on two House committees, despite state and federal investigations into Santos lying before the election about his past, his heritage, education, and work history. Even his fellow Republicans back home in New York want Santos to step down. Two other Republicans, controversial for other reasons, are also being put on committees two years after Democrats removed them when they controlled the House. Republicans Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Paul Gosar of Arizona are getting their committee assignments back in the 118th Congress. Green will sit on the House Homeland Security and Oversight Committees, while Gosar will sit on the House Natural Resources and Oversight Committees. Gosar was stripped of his committee assignments after posting an anime video that showed him swinging swords at President Biden and Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, while Green was removed for her past encouragement of conspiracy theories. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are up, but only a little before today's trading. Controversy on ice. When the Philadelphia Flyers hosted their annual Pride Night Tuesday, one player on the team chose to not take part. Asked why he did not join his teammates for a pregame skate wearing Pride-themed jerseys with the blades of their sticks wrapped in rainbow colors, Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov, who's Russian Orthodox, cited religious beliefs. I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Flyers coach John Tortorella was asked if he considered benching Ivan Provorov because he didn't participate in the Pride event. He said no. He's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. The Flyers are auctioning the jerseys, sticks, and pucks used at Tuesday's Pride Night. Jared Max, Fox News. At tennis's Australian Open, defending champ Rafael Nadal upset in the second round by American Mackenzie McDonald. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. The state legislative auditor's office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was released. Lafayette police have arrested a 17-year-old juvenile in connection with a threat allegedly made against Lafayette High School yesterday. Students were evacuated for a short time while authorities swept the building. LPD says the suspect is a student at Lafayette High. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim 
is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Authorities in Franklin say three people have been arrested following a brawl at a high school basketball game on Friday night. No student-athletes were involved in the incident. The three arrested are alleged to be tied to rival gangs that operate in the Franklin area. We move now to state news. Legislative leaders and the governor's office are meeting today to discuss the possibility of holding a special session to entice more property insurers to write policies in Louisiana. Since 2021, up to 20 insurance companies have either left or gone insolvent. But Jonesboro Representative Jack McFarland says not so fast. A few months ago, when this proposal was presented at joint budget, there was a 5 to $15 million price tag on it, and that's jumped up to $45 million. Well, last month, Commissioner of Administration Jay Darden and Senate President Paige Cortez were leaning towards addressing the matter during the regular session in April. But Insurance Commissioner Jay, uh, Jim Donlin says the state can't wait that long. McFarland questions if the proposal will benefit existing insurance companies. Is it going to lower premiums for Central and North Louisiana who didn't have any damage but seen their insurance premiums significantly increase? The North Louisiana Republican questions why they should be called in to address the issue when they haven't for other markets like the trucking industry when very few companies would even write policies in Louisiana. While we ask business owners to solve their own insurance market issues, but now we find it so important that we have to go into a special session and put $45 million into a homeowner's insurance program. If called, it's expected the session will be held in early February to avoid conflicts with the height of carnival season. 2022 saw record-breaking high rental prices in Louisiana, but what might this year bring for renters? Kevin Gallagher has more. Rates of rent have been backbreaking for many Louisianans. Jonas Bordeaux is CEO of renters resource website dwellz.com. He says they expect rentals to go down over the coming year as inflation eases. We're due for a break. He says over a million brand new rental properties will be going online over the coming year across Louisiana and the USA. And that should help increase supply, which will help keep prices down. He says the decreases in rent will mostly apply to apartments. Rental home prices should come down over the coming year, but much less, says Bordeaux. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Xavier University is partnering with Auctioner Health and creating a new college of medicine. University President Reynold Verrett says the partnership will help create a strong physician pipeline to address inequities in healthcare. The needs for physicians of color is great. African Americans alone are still only 5% of American physicians in the U.S. Verrett says Xavier, the only historically black and Catholic university in the country, is grounded in the premise of social justice. Xavier is uniquely poised to contribute to really improving and strengthening medical education and the formation of talent to serve this country. This is not the first partnership between the two institutions. In the 1980s, Ochsner offered clinical training spots for Xavier Pharmacy students. Verrett says together they can increase the number of black physicians and better serve the healthcare needs of marginalized populations. Together with this historic agreement, Xavier and Ochsner have heeded the call to advance the health of this state, the nation, and the world. The university's pre-med program has the distinction of sending more black students to medical school than any other college. Xavier's College of Medicine will be the fifth black medical school in the country. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has discovered five additional suspected cases of chronic wasting disease in deer in Tinsall Parish. 
Five new cases of CWD in Tinsaw Parish brings the total to seven found since January of last year. State wildlife biologist Jim LaCour says chronic wasting disease has never been shown to be contagious to humans. Deer found to be positive are not recommended for human consumption and coolers will be placed around the CWD control area to submit the heads and necks of deers for testing. Uh, anyone that wishes to have their deer tested for chronic wasting disease can contact our regional wildlife and fisheries offices. The current control area includes all of Tinsaw Parish and parts of Madison and Franklin Parishes. I'm Case Kieschnick. A major piece of Louisiana's coastal restoration plan, the Mid-Barataria Sediment Diversion Project, could have devastating effects on Louisiana's seafood industry. The project would divert sediment-rich water from the Mississippi into coastal marshes to rebuild land. Seafood industry experts say the project will destroy oyster beds and push shrimp further out to sea. Forecasters with the Storm Prediction Center say the northern two-thirds of, the, of Louisiana are at a slight risk of severe storms today. The rest of the state is at a marginal risk for severe storms. The greatest threat from inclement weather will come late this afternoon into tonight. Your complete weather forecast is coming up from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab in just a few moments. Several Calcasieu Parish offices will be closed today and tomorrow while Intergy makes emergency repairs to the downtown Lake Charles electrical grid. Most of the affected offices will be working remotely or online, so if you have business downtown, might be a good idea to call before you go. The Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off is heading for New for Lake Charles. The Louisiana Seafood Promotion Board says the 16th annual celebration of seafood will move from Lafayette, its home for the past five years, to the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles. This year's cook-off will be held on June 27th. Lake Charles is having a baby shower. The, late, the local chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho and Ward 3 Recreation are holding the annual event on January 28th. Expectant parents are invited to join the festivities at the MLK Center beginning at 1 on that day for games, door prizes, food, and other activities. For the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine, and game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. Now to sports, running back John Emery is coming back for a fifth season at LSU. Many thought the former five-star prospect would turn pro, but Emery did not submit his name for the NFL draft prior to Monday's deadline. LSU beat reporter for Bengal Tiger on three. Shay Dixon says Emery has not had the college career many expected coming out of Destrehan High. When he left high school out of Destrehan, he was the number one running back in the country, a five-star, and I don't think many people envisioned uh, him staying in college this long, but I don't think you could have accounted either for the fact that he had to miss more than a year on an academic suspension. Well, Emory did not play in 2021 and returned this past season to rush for 375 yards and six touchdowns. He also had two touchdown catches. Dixon says with Emory's return, that means LSU's top five rushers from 2022 plan to play for the Tigers in 2023. Josh Williams returning. He obviously uh, had a number of starts for them this season as their number one back. John Emery's coming back for his fifth season. Uh, we saw what Noah Kane was able to do as a transfer. He came in and uh, had a number of touchdowns for him, really became a nice red zone option. And then you've got a guy like Armani Goodwin, who people will forget prior to now it was back-to-back -back seasons where he had an injury that sidelined him the rest of the way. But to start out this season, he was the starting running back. Dixon says Emory will look to improve his draft stock by coming back for that fifth season. I think this is just a chance for him to say, all right, let me put out two you know, full seasons almost of, of game film, of production. Let me continue to do things that will make him a better player. Ball security uh, was an issue for him many times. Meanwhile, moving to the hardwood, the LSU men's basketball team was blown out by number four Alabama over the weekend. 
in a 106-66 loss to the Crimson Tide. The Tigers kept it within four for the first seven minutes of play before Alabama jumped out on a 10-0 run and were up by 37 at the half. Coach Matt McMahon says there were little to no positives for the Tigers Saturday, but what matters now is their response. It comes down to your response will determine your future outcomes. And so I think our players came in hungry and ready to get back to work yesterday. Thought it was a very spirited practice, uh, a little bit longer and more physical uh, and competitive than we would normally have this time of year, uh, but thought it was much needed, and I, and I really liked our players' response. The Tigers' biggest struggle of the season so far has been creating production offensively. LSU ranks 11th in the SEC in points per game and 10th in shooting percentage. McMahon says the Tigers will need to look to more than just half-court sets if they want to create offense in the SEC. We just aren't getting very many easy baskets. Now, a lot of that has to do with playing against really good defensive teams. Uh, but whether it's a, a steal that leads to a breakaway layup, an offensive rebound putback that you know Derek Fountain was getting earlier in the year, uh, just we need some plays like that uh, to, to help us. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns basketball team is on a roll, a four-game winning streak right now as they sit at 14-4 and four on the season. And uh, the Cajuns right now, they were getting ready to play tomorrow night. That game will be heard here on News Talk 96.5 KPL as they will take on Arkansas State on the road, and then they will head on over to San Marcos, Texas to take on Texas State on Saturday. The game tomorrow night is set for 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30, and the game on Saturday, tip-off is set for 4 with the pregame show set for 3.30. Again, both games you can hear right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. Mostly cloudy skies across Acadiana today. Those temperatures are going to be getting up to about 79 degrees. Winds from the southwest, that's going to be at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Gusting as high as 30 at times, so a wind advisory going to be in effect across Acadiana through the day today. Front's going to push its way through late tonight. I think it's between about 7 o'clock and 11 o'clock when we'll see that front swing through potential for a little bit of severe weather out there as well so we'll need to keep an eye on the radar as we get later into the evening overnight tonight temperatures going to be dropping into the mid 50s get a little bit of a northerly breeze tomorrow will clear out as well high should stay in the low 70s for thursday clouds are going to be returning on friday as temperatures continue to fall and then kind of a cool rainy day coming up on a saturday much chillier temperatures on the way for next week from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so looking at what's happening on the roadways, we have a crash. University at Willow Street, that's University at Willow. Also, Mill Street at Lasso Road. We have a crash in that area as well. And then also popping up on Foreman Drive, uh, this is Wright's by Lafayette High, S.J. Montgomery Elementary. We have a crash in that area as well. It's coming up now at 821 on Acadiana's Morning News. Joining us in studio, Chris Babin, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana. 
Hey, good morning. Good morning, Bernie. It's not Monday. I know. <laughs> Shocking. Hey, we're so glad it's not Monday, we've though, right? Some, we've, oh, of course. We've had some, <laughs> some off weeks lately doing things on different mornings, but uh, Wednesday morning, it is Wednesday. Okay, yeah. so got to ask you, what's our zip code today, and um, what are we kind of highlighting here to help folks? So 70563. Okay, is that New Iberia? Maybe? Yeah. Let's see. 70563. Look, we're all like, hey, which one is it? Yeah, Iberia Parish. It is in Iberia, yes. So talk to us. Now, what happens is things come in on your scam tracker, um, and this is a, a real-time thing that we can all look at, and boy, it's fascinating. So what's the story here? Yeah, we try to bring in something from the scam tracker that came in within the last week. Yeah. That we know somebody right here in Acadiana that was affected by or in, in some instances able to avoid a scam by, yeah. you know, the, the red flags they recognized or whatever the case was. In this situation, um, this young lady said that she had received a phone call from an 877 number. Okay. She answered it, mm -hmm. um, admittingly not knowing who it was, but the 877 number kind of said, well, that's probably a business or something. Yeah. And of course they told her they were with her car loan company, which um, happens to be Ally Financial. Okay. They said, we're with your car loan company. Um, we have some things you might be interested in. We can change, you know, update your interest rate, save you some money. All that we need is your social security number and your date of birth Yeah, to recognize, you know, make sure that you actually qualify for these things. Um, she didn't give it to him. She realized because of that, that the that social security yeah. number, um, that it was a scam. She contacted Ally Financial mm -hmm. after the fact mm -hmm. by a number that she knew to be their phone number. Yeah. And um, asked if they had tried to reach out to her, if they had any special financing options. And of course they didn't. So she got the phone call, she answered it, but she recognized the red flags and mm -hmm. did not give up her personal information, which, um, you know, could have led to identity theft. It sure could have. And ma'am, thank you so much for reporting this. Just, you know, as Chris always tells our folks, you know, if they're asking for your social security number or any of your personal information, be, you know, be very mindful. Think about it and don't do it. And I'm glad she reported it because... How often do people, I, on occasion, I get 877 calls and I, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is, I don't know, you know, a doctor's office or whatever. Because so many of them have different types of services and they'll yeah. leave you a message or whatever. So, whew, I'm glad for this lady that she was able to, to see the red flag. And don't think, don't ever say to yourself, nah, I wouldn't do that. Because the second you let your guard down. Oh, yeah. Is the minute you're going to... You answer the phone driving yeah. down the road, you're paying attention to traffic and, you know, yep. oh, you got a great deal for me. Look, I, I got to go into a doctor's appointment. All right, here's my information real quick. Can you yep. call me back? Like, just that quick. It I mean, happens fast. It, there's a difference between looking at this on paper, black and white. Here's the situation. Okay, everybody knows to be on alert. We're about to talk mm -hmm. about a scam tracker report versus reality. Yeah. Of just day yeah. in and day out, busy, things going on. Yeah. Um, what makes me... Most happy about this, uh, you know, first and foremost, that she avoided the scam. But we talk a lot about demographics. So our yeah. scam tracker um, report is going to come out. Our annual report will come out soon. Okay. And um, it's going to compile all of our statistics from 2022. And what we found consistently, a lot of people think the older elderly demographic is more susceptible to scams. Okay. The truth in reality is they're not more susceptible to scams, but they do lose more money. Okay. To scams because typically okay. they have more money to lose. Right. Now, the younger demographic 
way more susceptible. Because they'll click on anything. They grew up with the technology That's most right. of the times. They, I, I um, found myself having a little say, more, don't do it. A <laughs> little more trusting in yeah. some situations. Yeah. Um, so just to share, not given you know, this young lady's personal information or anything, but 18 to 24 demographic mm-hmm. was able to realize that this... Uh, this was a scam. I'm so glad that the message is getting out. And that's why we always suggest, listen, um, even if you're not a member of the Better Business Bureau, you know, if you're the manager, you're the boss, you're the owner, it is not a bad idea to share things like this that happen in your own in your own company, in your own business, you know, when you're having a staff meeting. Because if that person's life is, is if things are going well in that person's life, um, Things are going to work better in your office, um, better in your factory, whatever the case may be. And maybe other folks, younger folks, listen to the music stations, you know, so they don't necessarily hear this. But you as the as the person who maybe does love talk and loves news, um, share it. Share it with your employees. If you're the supervisor, if you are the middleman boss, if you're the big top dog, even the owner of the company, you're educating someone else to say, hey, this is what I heard from the BBB. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's a great point, Bernie. Any, any t- I mean, you know, we talk about loving one another and helping one another. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that kind of really just yep. just doing that? You know, it's taking nice care thing. of the, your neighbor next to you and, um, you know, helping share information. The more that we know what's going on, that's why we appreciate, um, you know, our consumers so much for letting us know what they experience. Yep. That way we can in turn come on here and, there might be somebody today that's going to get that phone call that happened to hear yep. this that says, no, I know absolutely this is a scam and hang up the phone. I, that would have otherwise, you know, we, we talked last week about somebody lost $2,500. Just, that's heartbreaking. And it's every, it's every turn you take, there's yep. somebody looking to steal your money. And that is what I think is another such important point of the scam tracker. All of the experiences count to help the next person. You know, if you did lose money or you didn't lose money. Um, you're finding out details of how these people operate so that when you feel that in your gut and you're like, oh, I think that's a red flag, that you're more apt to not go ahead with something and just wait or just, you know, say no to it. Maybe, you know, go back, check with your bank, the real number for your bank, the real number right. for whatever store it might be. Now, as we're kind of wrapping up uh, on that, I wanted to ask you, though, um, we talked about the puppy scam, the dog scam. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially with Valentine's day coming up, whether it is a puppy scam or a romance scam. Oh man, we haven't talked about that in a while, huh? These things are really happening all the time. So I'll tell you what, Bernie, next week, Mm. um, we are going to, let's bring in some information, talk about romance scams. I think that'd be awesome. We had an in-depth investigative study done about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, so I've got a lot of information on it. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that specifically because you mentioned it and Valentine's Day is coming up. Okay. That's one of the most, um, you know, heartless types of scams out there. Insidious. Um, and scammers invest a lot of time. They'll spend weeks or months pretending to be somebody online. Engaging in a romantic relationship, trying to steal people's money and information. And we have um, validated long-term reports and statistics on this. So let's talk about that <sighs> next week. Yes, absolutely. With, with Valentine's Day around the corner, that's a great point that you okay. bring that up. And be wary of any scam you see selling an animal. You just have to really go the extra mile and maybe a few miles after that. Definitely. You know. We talked to one about, you know, I mentioned off air and I'll, I'll mention it here real quick. You know, we talked last week about the gentleman that lost $2,500. We 
We got a another report on Scam Tracker. Mm. Um, same business name being used, same phone number. Another mm. person lost out of town, lost twenty five hundred dollars to um, this same entity, whatever they are. We're unable to find any information on it being an actual business. No Secretary of State registration, mm. no physical address, no location in Erath we can find. So we're pretty sure it's it's a scammer just that had to choose an area and somehow and, chose Erath yeah. here in Acadiana to pretend they have a kennel set up and they're scamming people. But we are um, doing the deep dive on it. So information to come on what that turns up. But we wouldn't know about it if we haven't gotten scam tracker That's reports. right. One scam tracker report right. tells us what's going on. We start getting a couple ones. Mm -hmm. We're digging deep into that, figure out if we can't get some information and um, potentially even pass it on over to authorities if we need to. That is why. Please go to the website. What's the easiest way to find y'all? BBB.org. BBB.org. Okay. You can find everything there. Our scam tracker's there. You can see what's going on. Report to us. What you see, you can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We are BBB Acadiana. And, of course, you can always give us a call at 337-981-3497. Chris Babin, President and CEO of Better Business Bureau of Acadiana. Man, we appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Coming up now on 831, more to come on News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. The State Legislative Auditor's Office is in Lafayette again today to investigate Lafayette Consolidated Government. Those close to the audit would not reveal what prompted the investigation, but sources say the audit was undertaken for a specific reason. No timetable for the completion of the audit or release of its results was revealed. Police in New Iberia say they're looking for a 14-year-old suspect in connection with the death of another teen whose body was found Monday behind an apartment complex on Admiral Doyle Drive. Police believe the cause of death to be a gunshot wound. The unidentified victim is reported to be between 15 and 16 years old. Acadia Parish deputies have two people in custody in connection with a string of drive-by shootings. Skylar Lejeune is facing seven counts of assault by drive-by and other charges. Skylar Stutes, the alleged driver of the vehicle, is facing principal to assault and other charges as well. And for the second drawing in a row, the Mega Millions lottery game has created a new millionaire. Over the weekend, the game's top prize of $1.35 billion was won by a single ticket sold in Maine. And game officials now say a single ticket sold in New York can lay claim to last night's top prize of $20 million. You're up to date. I'm Brandon Como. Mostly cloudy skies through a majority of the day today. Highs getting up to around 79 degrees with some strong showers and thunderstorms arriving a little bit later on in the evening tonight. I think that's going to be after dinner time. Do need to be on the lookout for a little bit of severe weather. Wind going to be the big issue here through the day. We do get sunny again tomorrow, a little bit cooler. Cloudy again by Friday and showers by Saturday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. With each breath, allergens, germs, and viruses get trapped in your nose. Now there's a simple and easy, effective way to clean your nose and protect your health. It's called Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Navage. Available at Navage.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have a crash. University at Willow Street. That's University at Willow Street. Please be careful.
It is coming up now on 838 of KDNA's Morning News. As promised this morning, Congressman Mike Johnson joining us. Congressman, good morning. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Hey, great to be with you all as always. Yes, sir. Um, So, all right. (laughs) For those of you who may not know, Congressman Johnson, of course, from Louisiana, chairman of the House Judiciary's Subcommittee on Constitutional Matters. Now, you and a bunch of other people are asking the same question. We all are at home. Uh, Joe Biden seems to have uh, sensitive documents everywhere. Um, Okay, so what are we finding out and how come this hasn't been uh, looked into or, uh, you know, big stories done Maybe, you know, big raids happening at at, uh, different areas that belong to Biden. This was certainly not what happened to former President Trump. No, it's not. And there are a lot of important questions that you're pointing out here. So just just to recap really quickly. So in November, and the dates are important, November 2nd, uh, President Biden's attorneys supposedly found classified documents for the first time some marks top secret in a closet in his think tank office uh, in, in Washington. And they had been there now for years because uh, he apparently walked off with these documents when he was vice president. Another important point here is that vice presidents do not have the authority to declassify documents like the president does. Only one person has that authority. That's the president. Well, Joe Biden wasn't the president when all these documents uh, took a walk with him. Uh, so November 2nd, of course, is right before the November election. Why didn't they uh, reveal this at that time? Why didn't the Department of Justice, who was notified, the, the National Archives, who was notified, why didn't they uh, alert anyone about it? Well, because there was an election several days later, and they didn't want to uh, to have it affect that. Because remember, they, had, as you noted, they had been beating up Donald Trump about this exact same thing for a long time leading up to the election. So then we find out um, documents, including intelligence materials and briefing memos about things like Ukraine, Iran, uh, Great Britain, China, um, are are also found in multiple batches at his residence, some in the garage next to the Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) He can't make this stuff up. And here's the point, as, as you noted, here's the point. The big question is, why hasn't Merrick Garland, the attorney general, why hasn't the Department of Justice ordered a search on President Biden's various residences for any further documents? Why not? We, they raided Mar-a-Lago in a big, celebrated, oh, yeah. you know, live te- televised event. It's an incredible double standard, and it is damaging our system of justice, and we are going to get the answers. I know you guys are going to get the answers, but uh, with him being a sitting president, right, What what's this effort going to be like? I mean, I just... I'm floored. The first time I heard all of this and then the subsequent documents uh, being found, that's just, it's bizarre. And and why does he need all of that? Well, uh, that's a very good question. And and among the many questions we have are, uh, who has been, who has seen this? Who Mm -hmm. have these documents been exposed to? Now, here's a really important point. Um, You know, he stored the classified documents at the same location, his residence, where his son, Hunter Biden, claims to have lived. Yep. Okay, so at the same time that Hunter Biden is engaging in international business deals with adversaries of the United States, China, (laughs) Iran, I mean, who knows who he's been dealing with? He he was dealing with oligarchs in Ukraine. Um, Were were they at the residence? You know, you've seen a lot of news the last 24 hours. Um, We've been asking for visitor logs of who was at these locations. And no logs, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, gee, we don't keep record of that. Really? Really? Okay, well, we're going to find out because we have to because we've had top secret, very sensitive classified information exposed potentially to enemies of our state, yes. uh, of the United States. And so, you know, we, so we're going to, if we have to, we'll subpoena Biden family members, people who've worked at the residence and visited there. We're going to find these these facts out. And Jim Jordan and I sent a letter um, uh, over the weekend to Merrick Garland demanding information on all sorts of, you know, every angle of this. And he has until January 27th to respond. I don't know if he will, but if he doesn't, then we'll be dragging him into the committee as well. This, this falls under our jurisdiction in the House Judiciary Committee, uh, the House Oversight Committee will be working on it as well, the House Intel Committee. But then also, as, you, as you've seen in the news, we're going to have a new select committee on the weaponization of the federal government. And I think this is going to be a top priority for oh, us as well. Oh, gosh, absolutely. I think that's what, you know, all of it. It's just you think you live in one world and then, you know, it turns out it's like this terrible, terrible document series that you don't want to watch on, I don't know, Netflix or something. That's what's so frightening. It's like, oh, my God, these are, you know, people that are supposed to have everyone's best interests at heart. Right. But it's like crooked poker is what it seems like. It's terrible. It, it does. And it's it's really dangerous because mm-hmm. the American people are losing their faith in our institutions, yes. as we've discussed before. And you can't maintain a constitutional republic if that's the case. And so we've got to get down to the bottom of it. So, I mean, what do you what do you expect when you sit back if, if you have a few hours in the evening and you're sitting back reflecting on some of this? I mean, it, it more than anything frightens me because it's just the domino effect of, you know, what could be next? Because people are already, I think, um, so divided. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I just can't even imagine what goes through your mind, Congressman, honestly. Well, you know, a lot of these questions that have to be answered, you know, it, the, the, the overall problem here is that the Biden administration and the Department of Justice in this administration are clearly applying justice based on politics. Mm-hmm. They're, they're applying a double standard. And that's a that's a real danger to us. And we need to know, you know, when did they when did the DOJ first learn about the existence of these documents? And did they intentionally conceal it from the public until mm-hmm. after the midterms? That's mm-hmm. a huge question. I think we know the answer, but that's one of the, the many that we'll be seeking. Absolutely, because you have to have, you know, of course, obviously concrete, concrete evidence. Um, any final thoughts? I know we have to wrap up for time, and we appreciate it always when you give us a, a chance to talk to you. Well, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you're highlighting this. I think it, it is a, a matter of great importance to all of us. And look, the, the bottom line is this transcends politics. The Democrats yep. are squealing that this is some sort of political retribution. It's not. We have to follow the truth where it leads, and this is the constitutional responsibility of the United States Congress. It's oversight in making sure that our executive agencies don't run amok on the people. And, and you know what? That's exactly what we're seeing here. And I yeah. think everybody uh, who looks at it objectively would come to the same conclusion. And I agree with you. And you know what? People forget when they're not in defense of something like this. How long does it take until, you know, someone on a local level can turn right around on you? You know, it's it's not not too hard to think that, you know, eventually, who do you have knocking on your door asking for, you know, anything that is that is that belongs to you, your information. I don't know. It did. Uh, yeah, it frightens me. Congressman Johnson, thank you again for your time, sir. Thank you so much. God bless.
You too. It's coming up now on 845 on Acadiana's Morning News. West Baton Rouge's newly renovated conference center is a Convention South Reader's Choice winner and is the ideal spot for weddings and other special occasions. Visit westbatonrouge.net. Like them on Facebook, westbatonrouge.net. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. An article in the New York Times this week asks if diversity trainings in corporate America are doing more harm than good. Now, what if, just what if, focusing on our differences instead of our similarities is creating more prejudice, more division? What if we should be focusing more on inclusion instead of diversity. Now, the words diversity and inclusion are often used interchangeably, but they mean very different things. It's been said that diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. But how do you ask someone to dance if all you've ever known about the other is just how different you are rather than similar? This is why the focus on diversity is misguided and actually perpetuates the stereotypes that those fighting for diversity are seeking to eliminate in the first place. Return each weeknight with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr from 9 to 10 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. getting jiggy with it. I figured you wanted to get jiggy with it this morning. (laughs) Everybody that wants to have fun. It's Wednesday. We should party. Hey, speaking about that, don't you want to wake up in a good mood and be happy, ready to go? Now, look, I'm not saying it's like 100% perfect, but it's darn near clear, almost there. I have a sleep number bed, and oh, it's that fabulous. Look, a sleep number bed, you know, if you have arthritis, if you have any kind of chronic condition, right, even type 2 diabetes, You have to be able to sleep well. It is so critical to your health. The best thing I ever did 30 years ago was get myself a sleep number bed. I only have had two of them. There's even more technology in my bed now. You should investigate this. Get your own sleep number. You and your spouse get a different sleep number. See, mine's 60, okay? You can change that number every day or, you know, you can keep it the same. The important part is how well you're resting People with sleep number beds sleep more on average every single year than people without them. Go and get proven quality sleep. Your best day that you want every day can only happen when you have slept on a sleep number bed the night before. I'm proof of it. 30 years. Right now, save $1,000 on the sleep number 360 special edition smart bed. The queen is now only $1,999. Plus, you can do special financing for a limited time. That's subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. Check it out at sleepnumber.com or just go to the store. That way you can check out all the beds for yourself. Sleep Number is the corner of Settler's Trace and Ambassador Caffrey. Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest tax refund, plus a chance to double your refund with the Double Your Refund Sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal return ends 4223. Yes. Shake it up. You know, Mardi Gras is right around the corner. Woohoo! I mean, like only a month. You better get everything you need. All right, even if you're going to just watch the parades, okay? You need fun stuff. If you're a crew, especially. Look, Beadbusters in Youngsville and Beads Galore and Scott, Acadiana's best places to get all your Mardi Gras themed goodies. You know what they have? All kinds of plush characters, right? They got these cute 
plushed stuffed animals, and every kid at Mardi Gras wants one. They've got the smaller size and the huge ones. They're so much fun. Light up beads are always a hit. You got beads with certain like the Acadiana flag. Those are always a hit. They can actually even customize your beads to what you want. You want your face? You want your beautiful face on a bead? They can do that. Bead busters in Youngsville and beads galore in Scott. And let's talk customer service. Who wants to have to load that? I have done that many times. No more. That's why they have bead busters in Youngsville and beads galore in Scott. They are really the best place because you know what they do? No extra charge. They're going to go take your stuff, load it on the float. One last thing that you don't have to worry about. Oh, and I hate doing that. The loading. It's fun putting everything up on it, but not putting the boxes all in there. Stepping up the little steps or trying to throw something open to your friend that's on top. That's annoying. So let Craig and his staff do that at Bead Busters in Youngsville and Beads Galore in Scott. All right, so we're getting down to the final mm-hmm. part of our show yes. today. Um, okay, I did print it, so let me see. Of course, I said I printed printed it today's today in history. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, let me go. Maybe I didn't print it. I was trying not to kill trees today. <laughs> uh, where did it go? Here it is. Hold on. Okay, this computer's kind of working today. <laughs> I was just going to go back and say, oh, what's new? It's always in good when it's kind of working. You, you realize what I just said? Hey, what's new in history? Uh, How about nothing? We'll do it tomorrow. I don't uh, have time to do that. Right. I messed it up. I was going to do some of them, but there's no time now. Well. No. Um, now he's trying to be there, like, oh, yes, there is. There was something pretty <laughs> cool that happened in history. Um, well, I say pretty cool. Not, not cool. My apologies. Albert De Salvano. Was convicted. He was the Boston Strangler, convicted of cool. numerous crimes, sentenced to life in prison on his day in history in 1967. Jeez, that is a big day. Yeah. That's a big item. All right. In the meantime, until we talk again, can we try to love one another? Amen.